People pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. going on wrestling fans welcome to another edition of the 20 by 20 ring crew as always you got Matt here alongside partner joe, joe what's, what's up what's up on? and uh apparently new south action class is not going on it's over already <laughs> that was fast so it was like four matches on there and it's uh it, it just abruptly ended i don't know what that was about um as always we got wrestling on the background as we're talking about i'm trying to watch uh new south action class from uh from this from this week, it's got uh, Dan Housen versus Mike Bennett in the main event, which should be interesting. Uh, both guys actually, oh no, Mike Bennett just resigned a Ring of Honor contract. Ring of Honor contract. Yeah, <clears throat> I think there was nothing to resign for Dan Housen yet. He's still in the midst of his contract. Uh, on the other TV, we have ECW Heatwave '99. Uh, I, I turned it on particularly because I, I was interested to see what kind of edits there were going to be on it. Uh, because, of course, we are using Peacock now. And uh, no longer the WWE Network, at least here in, in, the, in the States. Uh, so far, well, now we got it turned down, of course, because we're recording. But uh, so far, it seems like uh, everything's on there. But uh, the one thing that uh, anyone that's ever seen Heatwave 99 knows what I'm probably talking about. One of the more infamous moments, um, from at least from that era, in '99 at least, ECW was the the Deli Boys and their berating of the fans in, in attendance. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> this particular uh, segment uh, gets uh, gets looked at a lot from from wrestling fans. Um, a lot of a lot of shit that wouldn't fly these days. A lot of shit, <laughs> but. Uh, but I, I'm just curious to see, yeah, because you know we we've talked about it extensively uh, in the last few episodes, uh, in regards to editing, uh, what's what's gonna fly and what's not gonna fly. I, I'm 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 we're not there yet, but I, my my bet is that that entire entrance is cut. It, I, I I honestly can't see them leaving it on there at all. I just <laughs> wow. I mean the matches are. I, it's a tag match. I know Balls Mahoney's in there. I can't remember who he's teaming up with, but uh, against the Dudley Boys, I know they talk about flaming tables. I can't remember now if they even if if there are flaming tables in that match. I don't remember either. It's been a long time since I've seen this, but uh, Taz and Tajiri, I think, is the main event here. As we're we're kind of seeing the segment here, this is right around the time Taz is getting ready to leave ECW. He doesn't drop the title to Tajiri, but uh, um. But yeah, that should be that should be a fun match because I don't remember this match either. I remember it happening. I just don't remember my memory shot right now for some reason. Uh, on the agenda for today, uh, it, it is the 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 end of April here, and we have lived and we saw WrestleMania weekend. NXT weekend. Messorania. Messorania. NXT Mania. All that stuff, um, it happened in the first week of April or the week after Easter or what have you. Um, 
Did you watch it all? Did you get did you get through? Yeah, all yeah, I was able to get all, uh, through it all. Not all in one sitting, obviously, but uh, yeah, I got through it. Shouts out to our good friend, Mister Wrestling Six, who I got to enjoy all four shows uh, with him. That was a, that was some fun, some fun wrestling watching, and, and <laughs> I could only imagine. Yeah, it was it was a good it was a good time. Uh, yeah, we got to get him back on the show. We 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 talked with him. I talked with him. Did you? What did he say? He he he's, he's been itching to get back on. Are here, you fucking so. shitting me? So, oh man, um, wait till I see his ass. He he had said he's been meaning to talk about it, and I'm just like, dude, all you gotta say. Just say the word, and and you're on, man. Say the word. Um, absolutely miss his uh, his views on, on wrestling, and 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 for those who uh, remember those older episodes with him on there, there there's 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 not a dry <laughs> eye in the house. We're just fucking dying. Um, but it was fun, man. It was fun catching up with him. Uh, you don't get to do that a lot right now because uh, you know all the things that are going on. So that was much appreciated and much needed, man. It was really cool. Uh, let's start with with night one of of uh, NXT because that that happened first. Okay. Uh, NXT Takeover Stand and Deliver, first time ever, two nights of NXT uh, Takeover event. That's something that uh, I at some point I want to pick your brain on because these two these two show things are becoming somewhat of a more of a common thing. In in pro wrestling and 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 right now I get pandemic and and things of that nature. Um, let's just let's just bring it up now because I. How do you? I don't know how you how how you feel about it. For me, certain companies can get away with this, where other companies can't. Before we even talk about the show and what we liked and didn't like about it and what have you of either show, as of as of right now, WrestleMania thirty eight, if my numbers are correct, next year is going to happen in um, in Arlington, Texas, or Dallas, Texas, as it's being advertised, mm-hmm. Cowboy Stadium, whatever whatever it's called. <clears throat> it's scheduled for one night as of right now. Is this two night thing a pandemic creation? Should they should they continue the two nights or should they all combine it into compile it into one night worth of of action? As you see, Buff Bagwell Jr. coming out. Jesus, yeah, uh, <laughs> it, and you can tell he's on the gas. If you if you watched really old ECW, Jason looks nothing like this. He's just like fucking skin and bones. Yeah, <laughs> he's coming all all fucking jacked up now. Um, as a fan. I, I I don't know maybe maybe it's just me but I'm I'm the the one night kind of a guy. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think uh a one night event lends to a, a lends a little bit more to you know making memories and, and and things of that nature a little more exclusive whereas um two nights Sometimes it could just be a hassle, um, you know, and and I say that with like, you got to think about like securing, like especially if you're attending something out of state or you know not in your neck of the woods, you've got to think of like parking and hotel and all this other shit for multiple days. 
sometimes all that can be a hassle but let's face it we live in right now we live in that that era where you really want to get the most out of your experience and what better way to do that than to have whatever you're going to see whether it be a a wrestling event or a concert or what have you make it that much more of a of a fan experience we'll call it than to offer a two-night event or a multiple-night event and and have its perks for each and every night, whether it be a special match or a special performance, um, things of that nature. So, um, you know, the the fan in me, obviously, yeah, like, I want, I want the bang for my buck. Um, but just here, here in two nights, uh, my knees are already starting to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm a big dude. Like, you gotta remember. So, uh, f- food for thought here. The the old uh, what used to be Allstate Arena, or Rosemont Horizon mm-hmm. is now Allstate Arena. Correct. I always hear Jr. in the back of my head when I mention that place because he was always about getting ass in seats every eight inches or or every whatever whatever the number of inches he used to. Would bring up about getting people in seats, and believe me, I felt every inch of that fucking seating arrangement because I'm a big motherfucker. <laughs> and there was every time I've been to a show at that place because of the layout. I can see it, yeah. You know, I'm dude. My knees are always either pressed into somebody the back of somebody's chair. Or somebody's fucking uh, chair guards, or you know the size of the chair, uh, so pretty fucking uncomfortable for somebody like me, especially for long periods of time. Right. You know, so unfortunately, I, I think of, about shit like that when I go to to places like that. No, and, and, and then too yeah, is like uh, you know, you think of like going to a Ring of Honor show. Like how many times have have the seating arrangements been fucked up because it's just a bunch of folding chairs? Yeah. You know, and it's like, now you got to fucking argue with some dick because they're in your seat or, you know, what have you. And it's like, man, th- that's like the dark side of, of being at a live show. I- I'm not complaining. Yeah. Like, it, it lends to the to the overall experience, but. I, I, I want to add to, <clears throat> I, I'll compare it to metal shows, okay? Okay. So you have, you have things like OzFest or, or Mayhem Fest, which is more of. Of my era, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, where you have just a plethora of, of bands that play. Albeit one day. There was one in Chicago. Because Chicago... you're, you're talking easily like, what, two, three stages at a time? Sometimes, yeah. yeah. In, in the case, I'll even throw out, uh, there was one in Chicago for a few years called Open Air. Open Air, yeah. Yeah, where the Chicago Fire play, uh, where they used to play. Uh, they're back at Soldier Field now. But um, there was a three day festival the same thing you know you had you had like three side two side stages and then you had the main stage and throughout the day you're going back and forth all day long it's cool but i'll compare it next to a band named by the name of machine head who who said the hell with those things and we're gonna do what's called a night with machine head and what that is is that they played for two hours just them and it's quality over quantity, I think. Um, when I say there's certain there's certain uh, companies that can get away with it, 
I think a company like New Japan can get away with it because, for one, they're not dealing with a lot of storyline-based matches. Uh, I, yes, there are storylines, of course, and they're really good storylines, but a lot of them are based off of that real-life formula. WWE, whether it's WWE, the main brand, or NXT, they focus a lot on storyline purposes, and that's that's just what they are, and that's fine. And because of that, I don't think you can do it two days. I think I think one day is 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 a lot, or two days is too much uh, in the long run to kind of put everything, spread everything out. Because, and what I'll talk about again in more detail when we get to this match, when you get one particular match that is absolutely just mesmerizing, it and, and, and night one, the second night, it's just like, man, how do you top that? You've had your main event before night two ever started. And again, I'll, I'll when we get to there, I'll tell you exactly what I mean. And, uh... I don't think you get that with New Japan, too, because the level of matches are always trying to raise the bar. Do they always do it? Of course not. The human elements involved and all that stuff. But the key is always, all right, you're up next. You do exactly, not not exactly what they do, but as far as raising the bar or, or, or getting to this level of excitement, that's what you do. You're not trying to tell a story. You're just trying to have a fucking wrestling match. And, you know, when it comes to, like, Going back to the festivals, you know you're you're out there and you got you got Megadeth and they're playing they're playing six songs and they're going to be the same six songs over and over again. And, and look, I love Megadeth and I love hearing you know Symphony of Destruction as much as the next guy. But like, if I got a night with Megadeth, you know I'm going to get Tornado of Souls. You know I'm going to get the, the the songs that they're not going to have time to play because they got to play Peace Cells and they got to play you know. Um, they're gonna have to play all their all their the very popular songs that that you know that's what you expect at a festival, where Machine Head was able to hit their deep cuts, and so you got more of the meat, and that's I think that's what you need because with when you do too much, you got too much going on, you have filler matches, so instead of having you know a a, a one four hour maybe five hour show, you now have two four hour shows. And you have matches that really didn't belong okay. on both cards, if that okay. makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and what I, I guess we'll, I brought that up because we're going to look into more of that as we go match by match. We'll start with night one, April 7th, NXT TakeOver, Stand Deliver. Opening bout was, uh, was a singles match between Kushida versus Pete Dunne. This match was kind of like last minute put together. I, as far as uh, like storyline purposes are concerned, overall the match goes uh, a little over ten minutes. Pretty good way to start off the show. I thought so. Um, you had Pete, you know Pete Dunn. I love Pete. Dunne. I, I love both of the competitors, but uh, Pete Dunn. It was just it was nice to see them start off the match like no bullshit, straight up technical wrestling, and. For the most part, I enjoyed the match. There was a couple times where, only because I'm I've I'm one of those people who had prior knowledge of both of these guys, yeah. and and you know obviously we've got to see them outside of NXT. 
you yes. know you know it's been watered down. You know, and Kushida doesn't wrestle like Kushida used to because he's wrestling the NXT style now. And so there were times where in the match you're just like, man, I knew he probably would have did this instead of this. So that, for whatever reason, that got to me a little bit. But it was a, overall, it was a, a nice way to start the show. Is Kushida ever going to get over with this American crowd? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so, and and I I say that very confidently because I think one, he's still struggling with switching up styles. Yeah, you know, and two, I don't think they allow him enough leeway. I think they micromanage him too much. Uh, I think the same thing happened with uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Mm-hmm. Where you let him, uh, you know, don't get me wrong, he thrived in NXT, but you move him up to the main roster, and he's just a, a, an afterthought now, you right. know. Um, same thing with Kushida. He's he's in NXT, you know, he had the injury to the hand, and not only is he, he was coming off of that, but also you have to... You know, you're 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 wrestling a different style now. You're still trying to acclimate to that. Now you're injured on top of it, coming back from an injury. It's just like fucking layer upon layer of fucking or not layer upon layer, hurdle upon hurdle for him to to get over. Yeah, and it just it, a lot is being lost in translation for him, and it sucks. It really does suck because I think if. If he were somewhere else, and I'm not saying it has to be New Japan, but I think if he were somewhere else, I think we would, we as fans would be getting a lot more Kushida mm-hmm. and quality Kushida. Kushida that is over like Rover Kushida, not the cheap NXT knockoff version of him. And, and because of this, because of, of, of what everything you said... I think what the answer is going to be in WWE is change the gimmick. Yeah, that's well. Yeah, you know that's their answer to most things. And I, I'm just, I'm overly surprised that he's still doing the Marty McFly thing to begin with. And um, personally, uh, I agree. I, I unfortunately agree. I, I never like. This is gonna. This is gonna sound politically incorrect here, but I never like when Japanese guys come to 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 the states for WWE purposes because. It's extremely difficult for them to get over. Yeah, it's it's just it's just that, that 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 there's a lot of cultural gap, and and I think where they they could excel is like you said, just let them off the chain and let them go. Put them in the, put them in the ring with the right guy, and I guarantee you, Pete Dunne's the right guy. Yeah, absolutely. And just, and just let them go. I mean, if we would have saw that match at a fucking progress show, yes, right. We would probably be talking about match of the year contention. Potentially, yeah, for sure. You know? Absolutely. Certainly a lot more... Uh, two very sore guys when that match is over. Yeah. You're talking two strong style guys. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was it was a good way. I stand by it was a good way to start off the show. But yeah, it definitely had some, some aspects of it that was uh, was lacking. Uh, Pete Dunne picks up the victory. I think he I think he taps him out. Yeah, um, he did. And that, uh, that's that, man. Uh, Pete Dunne is actually, as of right now, potentially rumored to be uh, at least temporarily getting moved up to the main roster. Just temporarily because he's having an on or a Twitter 
Twitter uh, trash talking with uh, U.S. Champ. Oh, okay. So, um, we'll see how that goes. Uh, second match of the uh, of the of the of night one. You had the uh, a six man gauntlet match. Winner was going to face uh, Johnny Gargano. Night two for the North American That's Championship. That's Johnny Champion. To Johnny you, Champion. <laughs> He's still Johnny participation to me. I tell you what, <laughs> I'll 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 talk more about this when we get to the Adam Cole match. But Mister um, Wrestling Six had talked about how you guys had no audio at one point. Let me tell you. Yeah. Sometimes that's a fucking good thing, because when it came to Gargano's match, dude, I, I think out of uh, uh out of all the um, commentators, whether color or otherwise, that have been on NXT, I don't mind Beth Phoenix for the most part, but there's sometimes she says some shit and you're just like, yeah. I wish you were just not there, <laughs> you know. It was, and, it, and it isn't just her. Like, you yeah. know, sometimes Vic Joseph does that for me too, but oh my God. She's talking about <laughs> She's talking about Johnny Gargano and, and I'm just like, What the fuck? Just shut up. Shut the fuck up. Just, you know? This is why it pays to watch with Mel and Mr. Wrestling Six. I fucking bet, dude. <laughs> I fucking bet. <laughs> um, it was funny too, not to jump ahead, but it's in that match where we're having audio issues. Um, <laughs> it for the first part of the match, it was it was like it was a like clockwork, and Mel pointed out every time that she's that that uh, she as in uh, Beth Phoenix started to speak, the audio cut out. <laughs> <laughs> it, it happened every single time. Oh shit! It was it was perfect, man. It was it was perfect. <laughs> but then it got to a point where like there was like no audio whatsoever for the rest of the match. <laughs> um. Going to the, the six-man gauntlet, you got uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott, Cameron Grimes, L.A. Knight, Dexter Loomis, Leon Ruff, and Bronson Reed. Six guys, it kind of just seemed like they threw together here. Um, I was really thinking that we were going to see a, finally see that Loomis versus Gargano match one-on-one. Gar- uh, Loomis gets eliminated, I think, like third in the, in the match. We'll skip ahead to the winner here. Bronson Reed picks up the victory. Bronson Reed, another big guy in the in a in a rest in a WWE world where big guys are 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 plenty. Is there anything special about him, or the guys in this other guys in this match like you know Swerve Scotts and Cameron Grimes and Dexter Loomis? Do those guys have a better shot of getting over in this company than than Bronson Reed? Because when I watch Bronson Reed, I think he's a fine talent. But there's just something about him that just doesn't make me excited. He's a big dude. He's really agile. He is. Yes. And I think that that appeals a lot to what they're looking for. Um, and and let's face it, he's pliable. He's moldable. You know. Sure. Uh, he's sure. he's got a lot of potential to to become something bigger and better for them. Um. And. That's neither here nor there with the WWE. These other guys in the match, I mean, let's face it. You know, we've seen uh, we've seen we've seen Swerve before outside mm-hmm. of the WWE. Um, I personally, I don't think I've seen uh, Cameron Grimes or um, 
Dexter Loomis anywhere live or outside of, of WWE that I can remember. I mean, they've been an impact, but... Um, again, I it's not ringing a bell for me. I, I don't know if I just hadn't tuned in around that time or what. Cameron but... Grimes was Trevor Lee. Yeah. But, yeah, he, he, he didn't do much. I was going to say, yeah. so... Exhibition Championship at one time, but that was during the shittier time of Impact. Well, anyways. there you go. Uh, so... You you have you have that, uh, and then La Knight obviously coming from NWA, which dude he was over like Rover in NWA, and now uh, he's just a fucking loudmouth idiot on NXT. Like I can't fucking stand his gimmick, dude. Um, I just I sometimes I really don't know what the fuck they're thinking. But I I think for me personally, I think Bronson Reed kind of. He's he's generic enough and and moldable enough to where they're like, hey, we can feed him to because he wins the match, right? Uh, we can feed him to Gargano, and him and Gargano could still have a pretty decent match, and it doesn't. It's not gonna it's not gonna take anything away from Gargano's run, but it also could potentially work in favor of Bronson Reed and let's face it ultimately that's what you want in a wrestling match you want both guys to get over if possible so and I think I think unfortunately that has been accomplished for especially for WWE marks me not me per se but um after watching him in night two yeah I, I think I think the they're they're both gonna uh, have good things come from from that match. So the first championship match of the night for night one was uh, Walter defending the NXT UK title against Tommaso Ciampa. This match goes just under 17 minutes, long or second longest match of the night. The uh, the the gauntlet match was longer, which makes sense. Um, I'll tell you what, for this match here, I, I, I dug the match, but I think one of the, the, the top, I, I can kind of feel the, the energy in the room here as we're talking about this. The thing about these matches, even though I thought it was a good match, I just felt like if we th- slapped another company's logo on this match, we would have had a hell of a lot better <laughs> thing. And, and, <laughs> and I'm not trying to be a wrestling snob here. I'm really not. I, I thought NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver was, was a fine show both nights. Uh, and I was entertained throughout the night. But when I'm watching that match, and and yeah, I'm, I'm hearing him. I'm being a, a fucking savage here, if you will. Think of me being a bloodthirsty fan at, like a, at, a, at a Coliseum fight, you know. I want to see blood. I want to see somebody's chest be fucking bruised and bloody. Because these guys are have a reputation of beating the absolute piss out of their opponents, and what a what a fantastic matchup this should be on paper. And it was just like, fuck! It was just it was just good. And that's I sound like I'm bitching, and I don't mean to, <laughs> but it was it just wasn't great. I wanted more, and, and it could have been. Yes. Yeah. Easily could have been. I agree, and and uh, it's frustrating sometimes, you know, 
You're sitting there. You know what these guys are capable of, even at an NXT level. And it just, for whatever reason, man, it's it's like they're being held back. They're somebody's pulling the leash too tight, man. You know. Interesting uh, little tidbit here. I don't know if you heard, but Walter is being um, being given access to help book NXT matches. NXT or NXT UK? NXT. Interesting. So, I don't know if any of this was on the the takeover, but going forward from here on out, like, I'm interested to see how much the product changes with his input. Um, Interesting. You know? But, uh, yeah, I dug the match, and uh, again, uh, I, I expected a little more. And I thought they could have delivered delivered more, and for whatever reason, it it just it didn't come across that way. So for something, something also got lost in translation for myself as well. One thing we're gonna do throughout this this episode, we're gonna segue to some key points here. So let's segue a little bit, if you if you will, <laughs> um, Walt, or NXT UK. You talk about uh, redheaded stepchilds. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it for, for WWE. I know, right? Um, first time... So so you had two options when you watched this on April 7th. You had the option to watch it on USA Network because it was in the regular time slot for NXT or the ability to watch it on Peacock. <clears throat> I think for night one, I think we just slapped it on USA Network called it a day. If you watched it on Peacock, you didn't have any commercial breaks and maybe you got some extra stuff. I don't know. Okay. Um... But for the first time that I can recall, now I don't watch every episode of NXT. I try to as much as I can, but I don't. First time that I can recall, at least in quite some time, they advertised for NXT UK. And I'm just thinking to myself, why the hell do they not do this more often? Why the hell on on network television, or sorry, not network television, on cable television, on NXT, the essentially the U.S. version of NXT, if you will. Why are they not plugging the U.K. version of NXT at, on a weekly basis? Well, if NXT is on USA, that could be why. Because if, if NXT UK is not on USA, what, why, you know, like, why would they allow what essentially is, like, free publicity... For something on another network, you know what I'm saying? I, I guess that's yeah. the only thing I there's could some, think of. There's some dirty issues with, even even though it is a WWE product. Yeah, I, I could I could see that being you know? a thing. Uh, it's unfortunate if that's the case, but you know, you look at at, at guys like Walter and um, even in Night Two uh, when we talk about the, the Jordan Devlin match, you got two guys that are here in the states now. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of out of loop as far as, like, traveling bans and restrictions and all that stuff. I know there's things like, uh, you know, the vaccines and all that stuff, but even that has very muddy details on what's what's what. I, I don't know. I don't know about you, but I just got this, this, this bad feeling that NXT UK is kind of, like, on the verge of being that failed trial run here because it could very well be yeah if, if Walter's here in NXT that's great If but here you're telling me he's he's even booking now 
for for the for for NXT. I mean, he's your he's your champ. He's your top champion in the UK brand, and he's booking for the other brand. I don't know, man. It's just you know, by the time we hit twenty twenty two, is NXT UK going to be a thing of the past? And then that whole idea of other NXT, NXT India, NXT Japan, does that go by the wayside because they can't get this damn thing over? Again, I, that all remains to be seen. I know they're, you know, that was part of the reason they put the great Kali into the Hall of Fame. He's now going to be an ambassador. Correct. And, yeah. You know, they're going to throw him out there in India uh, to help push push NXT mm-hmm. India, which ha- definitely has a dojo out there now. You know, they have uh, they have a roster. And, you know, they're they're trying to get it over. And, it, you know, it's going to take time, obviously, because of the pandemic. So you only have so many performers out there and they're, and all that. But, yeah, I think I think in the long run, if, if they can't overcome the pandemic and, the you know, the hurdles that entail or ensue with the situation, then, yeah, we could very well see the, the stoppage of all that. I mean, look at what New Japan... You know they they had what five to seven dojos scheduled to be opened yeah. before the pandemic hit. Now we we have one, and yeah they uh, they have their own show, but it is nowhere near what they had hoped it to be by now. You know, right? Uh, it's just it's frustrating. It's frustrating because there's there's so much talent on that roster, and uh, but at the same time I, I don't know man because you you know. So this is where I become that anti WWE guy. I, I was bummed when a lot of these guys signed contracts because they becoming somewhat exclusive. Because some of the European guys are not fully exclusive. Uh, they do wrestle for other companies in the UK or not outside of the US. Sure. Um, but if if NXT UK goes by the wayside, there's gonna be a lot of guys without a job. And I know that sounds cruel for me. To say that because I don't want to, I don't wish anybody's out of a job, but I think the idea of when I when I'm when, the idea that I'm trying to put on you is the fact that uh, because of all this, those guys will be free to go to other companies, and we get to see the essentially non-edited <laughs> versions of of them you know i'm thinking of guys like Ilya dragunov yeah. rampage rampage brown guys like that guys who are just absolutely phenomenal who aren't doing a whole lot where they're at right now on the uk brand um the the second championship match of the night was a uh triple threat tag match for the vacant nxc tag team titles um, they were dropped by uh, Only Lorkin and Danny Birch. I forget which one has a has an injury, but uh, they relinquish the titles because one of those one of those guys has has an injury. He's going to be out for for a while. I think it's uh, Danny Birch. Birch. Okay. Yeah. So the participants in this match are uh, MSK, Grizzled Young Veterans, and Legado del Fantasma. One thing I gotta say first, what I loved about it when as soon as the bell rang was that it was a triple threat tag match, triple threat style. <laughs> I I never can understand why you have a three way tag match and you have a, an entire tag team sitting out on the sidelines. I thought that was stupid. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
I want to see I want to see a legal guy from every single from every single team at one time, and then therefore you have an actual triple threat match. Uh, so I, I appreciate that. That they they get a ton of points for me because that's one of my pet peeves of the of the of the multi tag team uh, matches. <clears throat> MSK picks up the victory. This match goes to roughly about fifteen minutes. Um, is this the right guy? Are these the right guys for these belts? And uh, what was your overall opinion of this uh, triple threat tag match? I didn't mind the match. Um, I do think these are the right guys. Uh, don't get me wrong. I love the Grizzled Young Vets. But I think um, I think it's time for MSK to have a, have a run. And uh, just capitalize on their popularity from Impact. Now, let's face it. They were over in Impact. And... I think NXT needs to capitalize off of that momentum while they have the opportunity instead of letting them just come to NXT and fucking die <laughs> before they, you know, before they give them a, a, a good, healthy run. So hopefully it stays this way and they, they hold the belts for a while um, just to get them more exposure at this level. I really like the fact that they are allowing them to do what we know they can do and they're capable of. Um, I think they're the sky's the limit for this tag team right now. They're in the right place, the right brand. Um, and they don't have to worry about gimmicks for a while. And that's what I love about it. Uh, I'm going to ride this <clears throat> this heat wave, if you will. There's a little pun here as we watch heat wave. <laughs> I'm going to ride this heat wave for a while while I can because the reality is MSK is going to get called up one day and MSK is going to be kind of thrown to the side, thrown to the wolves, never really make it probably, and then more likely be split up at some point. So if you're a fan, if you're a fan of, 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 of MSK like I am or, or when you know they were the Rascals, Definitely, definitely enjoy it while you can because this is, it's going to be, it's a good run. I, and I hope they're tag team, I hope they're tag team throughout the rest of the year. They're, they're champs, I should say, throughout the rest of the year. I love Grizzly Young Veterans. I think they're phenomenal heel tag team. I love Zach Gibson's heel work. He's absolutely great. I think they need to give him, let him use the mic even more because he, he knows how to generate heat. Now, the only thing about it right now that's difficult is the pandemic, is lack of fans. But uh, you give that guy a microphone, he knows, he knows what buttons to press, and uh, and that's 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 key to any any great heel run. Um, main event time for night one: Raquel Gonzalez challenged Io Shirai for the NXT Women's Championship. This match goes a little under thirteen minutes. <clears throat> Raquel Gonzalez takes the match, wins the championship. I'm not a fan of that. What about you? Uh, I'm not a fan of it either, but I'm also not surprised that Io Shirai dropped. Funny, like, not too long after uh, her win, you had a photo of of Raquel Gonzalez um, 
and two other NXT female participants who I, I can't think of right off the top of my head. They but all of them had gold, and they're they're pictured with Triple H, and come to find out, like they're all his, they're all of that's their mentor is Triple H. Like okay. he's that those are like his pet projects. So it's like, well, well, there you go. Now you know why they all have fucking titles, and it's like. I'm torn, you know, because I'm all for that if if it works mm. and it's going to get people over and, and allow some awesome fucking wrestling to happen. But let's face it, that's not always the what happens, you know. So, uh, I think Raquel Gonzalez is still too fucking green. I thought the match was decent, but... I don't know, dude. I, I have a I have a feeling that her her title reign is going to be short short lived. Um, kudos to Io Shirai, though. I mean, she's been she's been with NXT for a decent amount of time now, and I it was nice that they made her champ, and uh, hopefully she doesn't uh, go too long without some sort of a another push, you know. Push on NXT or push on the main roster? Hopefully NXT. I don't want to fucking see her on the main roster. They'll, they'll make her come out with some fucking bullshit gimmick. And mm-hmm. she'll just be another fucking mid-carder at best. Another Kabuki warrior? Probably. I'm all for passing torches to, to, the, young, to the young ones that have earned it. And I don't, I'm not saying Raquel Gonzalez isn't the future of, of NXT. All I am saying is same thing. I pretty much what Joe said. She's not it now. No, she's not. And I'm all you know. I'm cool with somebody who's had that big run. She's had a great run. There's no doubt about it. And so by doing so, giving that title away, or, or I shouldn't say give that title away. That's bad. That's bad term. But dropping that title would be a great a great boost for the next champ. It doesn't mean a whole lot if if Joe's correct and that title run is, is super short. But let's face facts, I don't know if she can have the good quality matches in the long term. I get she's big. I get she she's you know she's different from the other other female wrestlers because of her size. I don't know if it necessarily is going to matter in this case because there's so many spots where I've seen, whether it's her by herself or her with Dakota Kai, who I think is going to forever be green. I don't think she's ever going to get it. But there's too many spots that kind of go left like, what the fuck? Because she's not ready for it or what have you. And it just, it just, it usually ends up pretty, pretty sloppy looking. Didn't happen in this match, but I think it's only a matter of time for it does. Well, while you mentioned Dakota Kai, I want to bring up something really quick. There's other podcasts. I'm not going to put put their name out there. Okay. But there's other podcasts uh, where you have the host and or hosts who love certain talent. And they just turn a blind eye to that talent's bullshit when when and if it happens. And 
I want to sit here and take the time to say thank you, Matt, for not doing that. Thank you for telling me exactly how you feel. And despite whether you like a, a talent or not, uh, you call them on their bullshit. Because I've listened to other podcasts who I respect the hell out of. It's great podcast listening, but because you like fucking Dakota Kai, all of a sudden you don't see her fucking discrepancies from match to match. And it it fucking irks me to no extent but yes uh thank you thank you for that <laughs> well, I, well i do what i can <laughs> speaking of doing what they can it it I've, obviously we don't have the volume up right now but this whole ecw heatwave 99 promo with the dudleys looks like they left it unedited kudos to fucking peacock and uh let's let's keep it this way man we gotta preserve this shit, man. We gotta preserve it. It clearly won't, wouldn't fly these days. I mean, but man, and I, <laughs> yeah, the fellatio comments alone. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I, I, watching yourself, you know exactly what the hell we're talking about. But man, I I, lo- I miss this Dudley. I miss these Dudley boys. Oh hell yeah, dude! I miss these fucking Dudleys. God damn. No one was safe. I just, man, you know, I did two things I wish I could have done when I was younger. See fucking Pantera live and go to an ECW show. And I just was not fucking allowed to go to any of them. I'm showing my age, ladies and gentlemen. I'm a younger guy. Or I was. Now I'm old. But I was never allowed to go to fucking ECW because of shit like this. I wish Thank you, you Grandpa, for... I would. Me. I wish you would have known us <laughs> sooner, because I would have made sure we got you to an ECW show. That that that's just a fucking. As I see a little kid, two yeah, little kids yeah, in front yeah. of row. <laughs> they look scared out of their minds, and they should be. <laughs> they fucking should be. <laughs> I no pun intended on the fucking on the on the term uh, on the on the pay per view name this time, but that's fucking heat, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe maybe it's not the best way to get heat these days, or or really any time, but fuck it, that's one way to get heat. They did it. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, or you want to find out more, please take the time, visit us, 20x20crew.com, slash podcast, slash WWE Network, that's all one word. We'll have more information on how you can watch WWE Network content, edited or otherwise, right there on the page. So, that ends night one. Uh, I do got to point out that there seem I, I'm I'm maybe I'm wrong here, but there seemed to be like this, I know WrestleMania was the first show dubbed with fans. It looked like Takeover had fans in attendance. Well, that, yeah, I mean, but the, it's been that way for for NXT tapings. Like it's just not a whole lot of people. So were there fan? Were because usually it's just like WWE trainees that are yeah. there. I didn't know. Like this one actually looked like they were like fan fans. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah, like, uh, sitting in seats. Yeah, and uh, again, still not a whole lot of people. No, no, absolutely. Not. I mean, it's a training center. It's not really built for fans, even in a, even without a pandemic. But, um, yeah, it, it was it was cool to see that. It's a little bit of normalcy, uh, if you will, I guess. Um, overall, it, like I said, it was it was. 
it's great to see that back because I, I love seeing like you look at, at this show crowds and a fucking attendance this, this doesn't pertain to night one but night two for NXT TakeOver uh, there was a spot in the match with Cole and uh, Kyle O'Reilly where a toolbox got introduced mm-hmm. and Cole took out a pair of pliers regular pliers and I loved it that the fans out of nowhere started saying pinch his elbow like pinch his elbow <laughs> And I'm like, I missed that shit. That's that. That's what I mean. You know, you never know what you're fucking gonna get, and that live, that raw feeling <laughs> of it. You know, um, Wednesday night NXT. This was the final for the foreseeable future. Final episode of NXT on Wednesday nights. Uh, AEW went opposed with them on their 80th episode of Dynamite. And what was probably one of the worst fucking cards I've ever seen them put together. Besides the Ty Conti versus Bunny match, the the I'm not gonna go down the card, but you know there's there's talent there of course, but uh, it just didn't seem like they even tried. Is my point? I'm trying I to make. I heard uh, I heard a little bit of information about all this, and and I want to pick your brain about it. That's why I bring it up. Okay. So. I know I'm one of those people, and now that I have an answer, it's like, oh, okay. I've always wondered, like, why the fuck are we getting, like, 16 match cards on NXT Dark and NXT Dark Evolution, or whatever the fuck the other one's called. Yeah, Elevation. On Elevation, whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah, Darker. It's like why? Like why? Why do you feel the need to throw so many fucking matches on a card? I don't care whether we're paying for it or not. That's a lot of fucking wrestling. Come to find out, they're doing this to build up their content library because they're supposedly AEW mm-hmm. is supposedly trying to create enough content to where that they could either have their own streaming service or partner with someone else to provide content for a streaming service that they'll be featured on. So kudos to them for the for the business uh, for the for the business sense, but that's what I wanted to ask you. You've got Okay, great. You you know, you have enough talent to build 16 match cards and and have them go off without a hitch. Yeah. But Realistically, out of all the the episodes of Dark that you've watched, and we both get that they're supposed to be squash matches, right? A lot of them, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> what do you think overall? Like, do you think this is the smart way about doing this uh, content building, or are we just getting a bunch of half-assed wrestling just to have half-assed wrestling? I think it's. <laughs> I think the intense there. And, and I think you could probably agree with that. I, I, the execution, though, is, is, is horseshit. Um, I think you get a lot of half-ass wrestling for half-ass wrestling. A lot of times that I've seen, and, and, and I've had Dark on as we do the uh, do the podcast, we do recordings, and, and you've called it out. You talk about me calling things out. You call it out where you have people waiting for moves to happen. <laughs> it, it, it's just, just too long. Too long. And it's just it's like watching wrestling school happen. Yeah. But with but on T V now. And that's not entertaining for me. 
when I watch wrestling, I want the best version of those wrestlers as we possibly can. If they're not ready yet, they shouldn't be on TV. This is why we have schools. This is why we have, no pun intended, this is why we have dark matches. For stuff like that. Get them, get them, you know, get them trained. Get them fucking trained and ready for TV. Um, if you're talking about building content, what's your content? More squash matches? Because I don't, I don't need to see that. If you're, if you're talking building up a roster that's ready for more, let's say, content on your AEW streaming service, I get it, but your execution is fucking horseshit. Yeah, and, oh yeah. And you're not selling me a product. Now, the only thing is, I still think if they announce it today, it would go over without a hitch because there's too many fucking fanboys that buy into AEW anything. Oh. I mean, I, I would I would hazard a guess that that fucking AEW casino game sells very well. Or downloads are really high. I think it's free download, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's I don't know, man. I I, I, I hate that I, I I hate that idea of them doing it just for that. Now, as far as streaming service, I think works for anybody, and and I'm I'm glad you brought that up because that's a topic that don't let me forget. I I got I want to bring it up later on in the podcast because it's it's very uh, it's very important I think for for today's wrestling world, uh, and it involves a comment made by Chris Jericho on Stone Cold's podcast or Broken Skull thing. Um, but the streaming services are there and, and, and it's, it's great too, because I will love to see a world where we kind of segue away from traditional pay-per-views because that shit's expensive. And if you can find a way to give me your top tier shows for a cheaper price on top of all this other content, I'm all for it. I don't think they're ready yet for an exclusive streaming service. Personally, when we were talking about a company that's only been around for two years, this is kind of where that revolving door or forbidden door thing really goes into play here because you're doing business with Impact Wrestling. They have a streaming service. Why not rebrand that? for At least for, you know, even if you want to do it for, let's say, a year, see how it goes. Rebrand it and then have both Impact and AEW on the same service. As an example, I'm not saying that's the route they got to take. It can work, and I can tell you why it works, because Wrestle Universe. If you don't know that, it's because you don't watch Japanese wrestling. Wrestle Universe has four companies all on one streaming service, and they all get a piece of the pie. Some get more than others, and we're talking DDT, uh, Pro Wrestling Noah, Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling, and Basura. So you have those four companies. I think there's a couple other ones, too. That uh, are all on there, and it's for like ten bucks a month, and everybody wins. It's a great way to uh, to watch wrestling shows from various different companies. You watch everything, you watch what you're into, but it's all there. We talked about it already. I asked you the question. I think I asked you the question. I'll ask you again. NXT moving the Tuesday nights, not to get into like a bashing thing. But is this kind of WWE's WWE's way of kind of conceding to the quote unquote Wednesday Night Wars? Is this good business for them? Because uh, now they're technically running unopposed, as far as cable television is concerned. The entire time this whole Wednesday Night War thing was going on, I've always held my ground and said the same thing: it's never been a fucking war. 
It just hasn't. Yeah, I agree. You've got... <laughs> NXT started off its own entity. And then they went head-to-head and they became more of what AEW was offering. And then because they were offering that... It was like AEW thought they had to counter that, so it was like watching the same shit from two different companies. Yeah. And it's like, why the fuck do I want to watch this? I don't want to watch this. I want to watch NXT before AEW. I want to watch AEW that didn't worry about other fucking companies. That's what I wanted to watch. Now, I don't fucking watch either of them unless I absolutely have to Mm -hmm. because it's horse shit. Mm -hmm. So, them running unopposed... Obviously, view in the way of viewer viewership and ratings, of course it's going to be better for them. It's going to be better for any wrestling company who runs unopposed against other wrestling companies because you're going to get more viewers by nature. I, I say that that way because I also want to add impact wrestling to mm-hmm. to this uh, as we see Eric Young uh, on the screen here he came out and said something very important <clears throat> that I wanted to pick your brain about all this running unopposed bullshit he said essentially what I just said about AEW and NXT but he also said one thing different from everybody else and he said Impact Wrestling whether you love them or hate them they're the only wrestling company moving forward in the business. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Um, I myself, I tend to agree. I don't agree with their um, their portrayal and execution sometimes. <laughs> But they do offer something that is different than what we have been watching or not watching on AEW and NXT. So what do you say? I can agree with that. Um, it, it doesn't always work. Um, and I think sometimes that's where I, that's kind of where I disagree <clears throat> with what he said. On paper, though, I do agree. I, I think I think Impact, what's kind of hurting them right now is the fact that they marched to the beat of their own drum. But what's helping them right now is that they've marched to the beat of their own drum. So it's kind of like that. that it's a, a double-edged sword. Yeah, double-edged yeah. sword, correct. And I will say this. If you go back to the Dixie Carter era, yeesh, um, <laughs> <laughs> what you got was for every step forward, you took 20 steps backwards. You were falling in the same traps that WCW fell into. I mean, shit, you know, you... You, you had Impact Wrestling, and it was it was getting over in a lot of different ways. And you said, "Hey, let's go, let's go on Monday nights now. Let's oppose Raw." That was a great move, you know, things like that, you know, or or the the treatment of like certain wrestlers, like AJ Styles, and basically forcing them out of the company, and 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 all these things. Where now it's they've gone out, they sought after some of the top talent. You don't want Deanna Prazo? We're gonna take Deanna Prazo. And not only that, but we're gonna fucking make her our wrestler of the year by having her have worked the best, the best angles, the best matches, and we're gonna emphasize that too. You know, something that WWE didn't didn't do. You know, a lot a lot of fanboys were like, "Oh, she just didn't make it in, in WWE." 
that's not the case. They didn't use her correctly. You know, um, you take a guy like you asked me in uh, in the previous episode, you know, Eric Young and how important he is. Here's a guy that was the WWE had that knows so much about the business and, and can really, really bring more out of younger talent than so many other guys in this business in, in today's standards. He's that seasoned veteran today. And then here they are in, in Impact where, you know, he he's t- he's taken his group. He's made Cody Dean irrelevant. He's given Joe Doring a name. He's already been relevant if you watch Japanese wrestling. But he's given him a name here in the States. I, it's just a matter of getting that over. And that's why the, 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 the forbidden door is so important and as far as getting Impact over I'm not going to go into that right now, how it's not getting it over. But, like, if it does, man, more people will have eyes on on a product that is way different from anything else that you're watching today. And, again, sometimes it doesn't work. You know, the who shot JR fucking segments were stupid. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, on the same card, you'll get, you know you'll get fucking Rich Swan versus Moose, which was a really good fucking match. Hell yeah. So you get you get those things and, and I and I appreciate and respect what they're doing. The one thing that I, I I'm glad you brought up Impact that's different I know the Impact's no longer on Tuesday. They're now on Thursdays to go on a pose. The one thing that is you brought up Eric Young, I'm gonna use him in this example again. Sure. They're and I know they apparently they've been working on it, but their fucking tapings have got to get closer together. Yeah. It has to. Eric Young is fucking hurt. He is going to be out for nine months. And he's still on TV. <laughs> that is just... That can't happen. That just can't happen. Um, as much as I love to see Eric Young... He's booked for Rebellion. Yeah, and the, I was I was going to bring that up. You know, they He's booked for Rebellion, and they keep advertising him as such. Even though he's hurt, they haven't... Somewhere that lapse has happened, where like fuck, we forgot to pull that advertisement, or yeah. you know, and so they're. Well, I don't know if Rebellion's live or taped now at this point, because if, if if he's if he's wrestling on that card, so his match could be pre-taped. Could is be what pre-taped, we're saying. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, if that's the case, the kudos to them for for some forward thinking. But again, he's going to be out for nine months. Mm-hmm. Sooner or later, it will catch up to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's that's my that's my only gripe about impact is that we need more we need less of a gap you know fig, figure that out you know I know there's contracts and all that shit but figure that part out other than that I do agree with him for the most part um, NXT AW impact all unopposed this is all in theory because it's not going to matter until they actually execute but our show is going to be better. Impact, put them to the side for now. AEW and NXT, theoretically, they should be better now because nobody's looking. AEW, they're the only wrestling show on Wednesday nights now, as far as cable television is concerned. Well, I know you can't see them, but all nine of my toes are crossed <laughs> in hopes that the now each of these companies will be able to concentrate more on themselves as opposed to trying to fuck over the next guy because 
let's face it, that that, that whole Wednesday Night War bullshit was just bullshit. I mean, I agree. Good lord, it was a. <laughs> It was like the equivalent of like, like a it was like a fucking like a pie eating contest, <laughs> you know. Yeah. We know we're we're we know we're gonna eat pie. We know we're gonna have to eat a lot of pie. Mm-hmm. But at some point, the pies just became so horribly produced that you're just like, why the fuck am I even doing this, you know? So I can't wait. I can't wait till the pies get better quality. <laughs> Fair enough, man. Uh, let's go. Let's go over. Let's skedaddle over to uh, to night two of NXT Takeover Stand and Deliver. We'll jump right into it. It was this was exclusively on Peacock, um, mind you. Ladder match for the undisputed NXT Cruiserweight Championship: Santos Escobar versus Jordan Devlin. This match goes a little over eighteen minutes. <laughs> Again, uh, the same content. I'm not the biggest Jordan Devlin fan. I never have been and probably never will be. But I think the same, like, thing existed here as previous matches. It could have been better. Yeah. So, that aside, I will say this. I do appreciate that both men took the time to fucking wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> because, Go figure, right? Because... <laughs> Because so many ladder matches, what is the first thing that do? They bell rings. They go and grab ladders. They go and grab ladders. And it's like, eh, let's let's beat somebody up first. Let's wrestle. <laughs> let's, let's wear some bodies down. And that's what we got with this match. So I do applaud them for that. Um, how do you feel about unifying the, the Cruiserweight title? Uh, is this another one of those examples of NXT UK kind of like, they're losing the belt now. I mean, this was never an official NXT UK belt, but they are losing the belt. Is this not one of those things where it's like, here's the redhead stepchild of of, of no, WWE? No, I think it's less that for me than, but more also like, just that consolidation of titles. I've always been a fan of lesser titles. Why okay. does everybody need a fucking title? Is it different because it's it, they're different brands though? So you know, you have NXT which which is just NXT and NXT UK which is just NXT UK. Does that does that make a difference for you? Because that's why, for some cases, this is why you have so many belts within WWE. Yeah, no, because uh, you have the brands. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of that. Is what I'm saying. I I would rather there be one cruiserweight title, okay, or one set of tag team champions. You want to give these talent? Uh, maybe it's just me being old school. You want to give these talents something to strive for. You know, it should. Fuck! If everybody was able to get a belt, then why does it? Why are they so special? You know, mm-hmm. they're not. They're fucking not. I like. I could give two shits that there was two of these belts. Even, now, that, now there's only one. Now I'm a little more interested. Well, I, I agree. Okay, I, I I I agree with you for a lot of it. I think the differences for for me is the NXT UK belts are on the other side of the ocean, and those guys don't travel to. To the states that often, and yeah, and that, and unfortunately, that's a thing, and that I can understand. Um, what I can't understand is something like Fire and Flavor, which is what we see on the TV now. Yeah, can't fucking stand these two. But anyway, yeah, no, uh, <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> consolidation of belts always a plus for me. 
But yeah, this this whole uh, NXT being across the pond sort of thing, and them losing the title, yeah, it is unfortunate. But hopefully, mm-hmm. again, all nine toes crossed. Hopefully, this pandemic thing reaches a point to where we have talent that can take that belt, get over across that pond, defend it over there. Ultimately, I think that's the goal. I, I think they're. Um, they're working towards that, and that's that's a positive, or at least it should be. I was a little surprised that Jordan Devlin uh, didn't take it because I really felt that Santos Escobar, especially after the Karrion Cross rivalry, was on that next, with all due respect to the Cruiserweight title, was on that next step to like, okay, I'm a I'm above this kind of yeah, without shitting on the Cruiserweight division because I I don't like to do that. But um, we do see flaming tables. Those flames are high, too. Holy shit. Um, that shit burns fast and quick. Now, we, uh, we were at the ECW show in... Uh, more lighter Yeah, fluid. yeah. <laughs> we were at the ECW show in, um, in Villa Park, Illinois. At the Odeum. At the Odeum. Yeah. Uh, it was one of the first flaming table match. I think it was the second flaming tables match ECW ever had. And it did include Balls Mahoney and um, and Spike and Spike Dudley. Okay. Um, and I remember, like, we were on the opposite. We were kitty corner to where the tables were, because the tables were in the ring. So, like, if they were on that side, we were over there. Okay. And we were we were fairly close to the ring, <laughs> and. That shit got hot real quick. Now, it could be because of the size of the venue, but either way, you felt that fucking heat. Fuck that, So, <laughs> speaking of fuck that, we see New Jack throwing a fucking shopping cart, a vacuum cleaner, and a trash can full of weapons into the ring. <laughs> right here on ECW Heatwave 1999. Again, available uh, via WWE Network on Peacock, 20x20crew.com slash podcast. Slash WWE Network. That's all one word. Tell you what, man. Peacock keeps editing shit out. We're not going to see a whole hell of a lot of New Jack. <laughs> yeah, that's that's putting it, putting it lightly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of too many titles, uh, the, the second match of the night was for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship. That is where I 100% agree with you. Those belts are unnecessary. They gotta go. <laughs> uh, Ember Moon, Shotzi Blackheart, they defend against uh, Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell, known as The Way. Uh, <laughs> this is The Way. <laughs> ten and a half minutes later, Ember Moon, Shotzi Blackheart retain the tag team belts. You know, match was okay. Match was decent. Um, the real topic again is why the hell do we have to have a second women's tag team belt? What? What is the purpose? This is this is one of those participation awards. Yeah, that, that's what it feels like, doesn't it? You know what it is? Ember Moon comes back from the injury. Here's an example of what I mean. Ember Moon comes back to, to NXT after after the year and a half long injury. She's ready to go. She's ready to she's ready to take that the NXT women's title, but they don't want to do that for her, but they still want her to be champion. Throw a strap on her. Throw make make, make up a fucking belt. Give her a fucking belt. This looks like a fucking toy to me. 
Yeah. And it's I I don't I don't like it. I don't think we need another women's tag team championship, especially since the WWE the main roster one is so fucking bad to begin with. <laughs> um it it would be different if they they plugged it better. It'd be different if you actually built a tag team division in the women's division. If you if you went to me and said, "But Matt, there's there's at least eight tag team established tag teams, not just fucking put together." Then I say, "You know what? I can live with this. We'll see. Well, let's give it a shot. I'm all about giving things opportunities, right?" But these there's no fucking tag teams <laughs> on NXT is for women. You do you just threw them together. I'm 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 getting into that fucking like high pitched rant, so I'm gonna I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna move on. <laughs> Johnny Gargano, we're back to to night night two. Johnny Gargano, Johnny versus, Champion, yeah, yeah, Johnny Champion, Johnny Takeover, Johnny participation, Johnny Johnny participation, yeah. Uh, he defends the North American Championship. Still ugly, by the way. That belt. <laughs> uh, he he defends it. <laughs> Against Bronson Reed, uh, and he retains about 16 minutes into the match. Um, what's your take on this match? I automatically get irked when Johnny Gargano comes out because Austin Theory comes out with him. And here's one guy we've all sat, you and I have both sat there and been like, you know what? Austin Theory ever gets signed by WWE, he's going to be the motherfucker to make the most of it, right? Mm -hmm. What the fuck is he doing? He's the fucking, uh, essentially the bodyguard of Johnny Gargano. Yeah. He comes in, he fucking poses, they do the little stupid, eh, with their hands, (laughs) and then he gets gets to go to ringside. I mean, how you really feel. Yeah, like, what the fuck? I uh, I'm a big supporter of Austin Theory. Um, I've 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 got the the privilege of, of speaking to him um, at wrestling shows. Not to go all too off topic, but speaking of supporters, for those that are interested, there's information out there now. I feel the need to bring this up because Francine is on <laughs> on the the TV screen here. Okay. Uh, she has started selling. Um, I can't believe I'm even mentioning this, but she's selling worn thong underwear. I think they're autographed as well. Somewhere through some site. It's not only fans, but it's something, some kind of fucking sports collectible place. Um, this is the time we live in, folks. <laughs> she's currently in the ring with Tommy Dreamer as part of ECW Heatwave 1999 20x20 crew.com slash podcast slash WWE Network you can see Francine in all her scantily clad glory um, maybe you can even buy the thong she might be wearing you, you never know <laughs> good lord well, that's that's been a fetish for years, though. So yeah, it's just now I, it's easier I, to obtain. I, I, you, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> but uh, but I agree with you. Going back to the Austin Theory comment or situation, I agree with you. I I, I think 
I think this is a matter of of um, potentially punishment on his end. He's kind of like getting Triple H treatment here. I fucking it's stupid. It's fucking stupid. It is stupid. I agree with you. But uh, I think the you know if you remember Giant or Austin Theory got into some trouble last year. I believe it was some of the Me Too stuff, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I don't I don't remember the case. I don't remember if he was proven to be guilty or anything went through it. But I know this is why he got pushed back to NXT and off the main roster, which to me wasn't. That's not a bad. That's thing, not a right? bad thing because. <laughs> but but he went from being Seth Rollins' lackey to now Johnny Gargano's lackey, so. It's really kind of the same thing, unfortunately. Uh, the, the the kids got nothing but potential, and uh, as soon as as soon as uh, as soon as they get off this punishment, if that is the case, we're gonna see a legit Austin Theory. Hopefully, if not, the kid needs to do the right thing and fucking leave. First chance he gets. Um, Night 2 had a double main event build. That's what was built as a double main event. The first match out of those two went about 17 minutes. And it was uh, Finn Balor defending the NXT Championship against Karrion Cross. Karrion Cross is the champion that never lost. He was injured, had to relinquish the title. Uh, Finn Balor's now champion. They finally go at it. Karrion Cross is the new NXT champion. Mr. Wrestling 6 now knows how I feel about the Karrion Cross character. I don't understand the gimmick. I have no idea what they're trying to, like, what kind of character he's supposed to be as far as the wrestling goes. Because I do miss the Hitman version of Killer Cross. Mm-hmm. But as far as the wrestling goes, I thought the match was solid. I've never been much of a Finn Balor fan of myself. I, I, I kind of feel he's a little overrated in, in a lot of ways. The match was solid. Nothing fantastic on my end. But for me, I still feel Finn Balor should be champion right now. Yeah, I'm really surprised that they gave it to Cross. I really am surprised. I I came into watching that match. I was like, okay, this should be semi-entertaining. Mm-hmm. And I do look for Balor to retain. And then when the match ended, I was like, okay, I don't necessarily get this, but okay, you know. Um, speaking of not getting shit, yeah, you're right. Killer Cross's gimmick. So you have all that, like, occultish stuff. Yeah. Even in his promos and his video packages, like, I I like that. But there's something that, that they're not, like, completely executing in all that. Mm. And they're losing out big time on on just like marketing in general, like let alone the, yeah. the wrestling aspect I, I of agree. it all. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, how the fuck is this not a thing with them? Like, if they were to go a hundred miles an hour with that, or or, or what is the the old adage, uh, strap a, a rocket ship to him, yeah, or or whatever. Uh, and go full full in with the, with all that occult shit. I'm not saying he's got to come out fucking like worshiping the devil or whatever the fuck <laughs> you know. But yeah, he can be strangely mystically occult, i.e. the Undertaker mm-hmm. shit like that, and it become a thing. And the only reason I know that for sure is because of Aleister Black. Oh. When Aleister Black was the shit in NXT. Mm-hmm. 
he walked that fine line of mystical, semi-occultist being, and they took all of that away. Mm -hmm. But when he was there and he was at the peak of his popularity, there was no fucking denying that all eyes were on Aleister Black. And for me, it kills me every fucking time Cross comes out because it's like, man, you guys are just dropping the ball every fucking time this guy shows up on the screen. So, I don't know. I, I wish they'd get their shit together and, and fucking either go full force with it or just completely get rid of the gimmick and just do something else with them. He talks... He talks like a wrestler when he when he speaks. Yeah, you know he he do. You're right. You know you have you have you have Scarlet out there doing God knows what, um, and her attire changes from time to time. Now look, I like looking at Scarlet as much as the next guy, but there has to be some continuity with, yeah. with what she's doing. If she's going to do all this, all, like Joe said, this occult type style stuff, be consistent with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. be consistent with it, and and if if you don't, if if Karrion Cross is going to go out there and talk about wrestling moves, then don't let him fucking talk at all. Yeah, because you're ruining your your fucking momentum there. Just let let Scarlett do whatever she does. Maybe she's got to be the voice. But you you brought up the Undertaker and Alistair Black. But I'll stick with the Undertaker here. Like that's that's always going to be a perfect example because the Undertaker or Mark Calloway was a good wrestler. And when it came down to the match and bell time, he fucking wrestled. But his promos at, as of as the as the dead man was never about fucking taking somebody's arm and and you know he's gonna you know work or work this part of him. He's not talking about wrestling. It's a gimmick. Stick with the fucking gimmick. Yeah. I have no idea what I'm watching when I see Karrion Cross, and that's why I can't get behind it. Because if you're going to force me to get behind gimmicks in WWE, because whether it's NXT or WWE, that's what you're making me do, then you got to sell me on the product. Or it's just, I, I, I'm just, I'm too confused. And you're right. <laughs> they, are, they are dropping the ball here because I don't know what the fuck I'm buying when it comes to merchandise or this or that. And I, I don't care. I just, I, I don't care. Finn Balor, you know what you're getting out of him. Very true. You either, you like him or you don't. There's a lot of people who would disagree with me and think he, he's not overrated. That's fine. I understand what he's doing. It's not for me, but at least I understand it. <laughs> as far as the, you know, carrying Cross winning the belt, I, I agree with what Mr. Wrestling 6 said. I, I think this should have been dragged out. I think this should have been dragged out throughout the summer. Make Give us, give us a series of matches and then drop the title at some point. If... If, if, if you want to cross to be champion. He doesn't need to be champion right now. He's a type of, of, of character. He's a type of gimmick. And, and Undertaker said it really well in 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 his conversation with, with Austin. Undertaker was better as the challenger. And not necessarily the champion. Because he's that guy that you're always looking over your shoulder for. When he's a champion, the target's on him. And yeah, he, now he, you can build him up as that unbeatable champion... Technically, Karrion Cross is still undefeated, at least in singles competition. I, I think he's undefeated altogether. He still has that going for him as well. But when you have a guy like Karrion Cross looking over your shoulder, let's say Balor gets the victory over him, and then Karrion Cross kind of goes to the background, but he never fully leaves. There's always that hint of him. Maybe start using those calling cards that he was passing out for a while. 
as as always, like he's always there. He's always watching you. At some point, we get Cross versus Balor too. Maybe that's when you give Cross a bow. Build it up. Yeah. Let it mean something a little bit more. Uh, I'm not saying Cross is going to be a bad champion. No, I'm not saying that either. But I, I just, I, 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 when I when I watched it live, we we were all kind of stunned. We're just like that was that was not what we thought was going to happen. So um, that's that. Let's finish. Let's finish NXT up here. The main event was an unsanctioned match, so it didn't actually happen technically. <laughs> um, oh boy, Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. You talk about boner killers for me. <laughs> for I, I did not expect you to say that. For a match that went forty minutes, I felt. Like it went on way too long. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And, and you know what? I never put a number to the, you know, to to the the long, the the amount of time it was. But fuck, forty minutes. Wow. Good lord. What is your take? So we've seen Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly in other promotions. We know the type of matches they can have. We know that in wrestling, great friends make. Better enemies. better enemies, yeah, and that was what we were supposed to get. But just like Nakamura versus AJ Styles, just like Owens versus Sami Zayn, which we're going to talk about, of course. What we got here was the weaker version of what has been a storied rivalry. Yeah, and it's unfortunate. Very unfortunate. Uh, so let's go back. Okay. I talked to Mr. Wrestling Six very briefly, and he, you know, he had hit me to the whole um, situation where you guys didn't have audio. Yes. And so I'm sitting here, and I'm watching the match with audio, right? So I watch it in its entirety with audio, and I find myself like, "What the fuck am I missing?" Because something feels like it's missing. So I'm like, I'm going to go back and watch it without audio. Just to see the difference. (laughs) And let me tell you, that's why I said earlier what I said about sometimes it's a good thing not to have a fucking commentating team. Because fucking A, dude. I miss Mauro Ronaldo. I really do. I think he carried that fucking NXT team. Oh yeah, um, quite a bit now, you know. And and again, I don't. I'm not always against Beth Phoenix, but sometimes her and Vic Joseph, they kind of like stumble over each other's dicks. Not that she has one, but to turn a phrase, mm-hmm. they do. They and it's just like, you know, she would say something, he would fucking correct her in like a very passive aggressive way, and then she would agree. <laughs> and and it, it, just the way it comes off, and like and it happens multiple times during every match, and I'm like, why? I don't. I'm I'm starting to get annoyed to the point where it's like Corey Graves in NXT. Like I don't want to fucking hear that shit. Yeah, you know, please shut the fuck up. So uh, as far as the match goes, no, I didn't miss anything, audio or no audio. Uh, you're right. Something was missing from this supposedly storied rivalry. You had a hell of a video package for the match, but come to the match, man, 
it it was missing. It was missing something. I don't know what. And the way it ended, like, it was cool mm-hmm. to see that, but it, it was almost anticlimactic. Yeah. You know, that, that spot where they're in the, the ring sitting on chairs, I'm like, okay, I've seen this spot before done by other people. Yes. Let's see what they're going to do. It lasted all of, like, 30 seconds, and then they were back off the chairs, and I'm like, well, why the fuck did you do that then? You just you just completely canceled all that shit out, you know? A lot of unnecessary movements, a lot of unnecessary setups. From the moment O'Reilly came out, I just, I was I was a little turned off by it. I, I mean, he's still doing the air guitar thing, and like, you're, dude, you're in a street fight. You're in a street fight against your, your, your former best friend, like, fucking act like it yeah. you know if 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 joe and i are going are going out in a street fight and i got this fucking mammoth of a, of a, of a <laughs> opponent i gotta go against i'm not fucking air guitaring and you better not be <laughs> <laughs> like i'm fucking focused i'm i'm fucking gonna be tensed up and i'm psyching myself out for a fucking fight that's what he was supposed to do i i just i'm over here like dude he's he's still doing undisputed arrow shit yeah Undisputed Era is over, bro. Like <laughs> somebody tell him. <laughs> one more thing, one more comment about uh, Kyle O'Reilly wins. The more Josie. <laughs> yeah. Um, the fact that the the match ended, uh, everybody wins. Then, <laughs> but no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't that bad. I shouldn't say that. It was. It was an okay match. Yeah, it was a solid yeah. match. It it went on way too long. Yes, it did. With that being said. What's the future? Do you think of both these guys? Are uh, is is Adam Cole getting called up soon? Clearly, Adam Cole is going going to go a different place. I don't know if it's onto a, a main roster or just a, a solo run in NXT. Mm-hmm. I, I'm okay with with both at this point. Again, he's one of those talents where he gets it. He gets the WWE formula. He's he's already proven that he can make meaningful moments there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see that changing if he gets called up. As a matter of fact, he might be a breath of fucking fresh air on a very stale Raw for my money. Yeah. Um, and I would like I would like to, them to explore that. Whether, whether or not that happens obviously remains to be seen, but that's what I would like him to do. Do you think they get changed? Do you think, or do you think he stays Adam Cole, baby? I think he stays Adam Cole, baby. I think he's one of the few talents that the company has that trusts him enough mm-hmm. to just keep him as he is, yeah. and he'll get over that way. The and, and some people might say I'm comparing the two. Maybe I am, maybe I'm not. But the, the one thing that I can say about the main roster and guys his size is the use of AJ Styles and how successful he's been able to be on that roster uh, for the most part. Um, uh, not quite sure what what Sammy Zayn's did here, but my partner's a little grossed out. By it. Oh, Sammy Callahan. Sammy Callahan. Uh, I'm sorry. He yeah. just he just ripped his entire fingernail off. Did he? Yeah. Oh shit! This is the. Uh... I, I'm not sure what happened. Like I don't know if he. I don't know because by the time I went to look at the the screen, I don't know if he had just pulled it off completely himself, or it was kind of hanging off uh... from one of the moves. But he literally just went like a rip, and he's just like threw it like ah. 
So you know, the the many adventures of Sammy Callahan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that leads into the other two show show, if you will. Um, you got a day off for SmackDown, which is a day off amongst regular wrestling fans like myself. I don't watch that shit that much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, they did a, a WrestleMania theme show. They did a little battle royal. They did uh, some other stuff, but uh, go to the to the main show Saturday night, April tenth. Peacock WrestleMania. They do uh, America the Beautiful and. Actually, I think before that, Vince McMahon and came out. the entire the roster, roster yeah. came out, and they, uh, you know, Vince McMahon addressed the crowd, and he addressed the the fact that fans are back in attendance. You know now. what, dude? I fucking popped. Yeah, I popped when when he came out, and like at first I was like, "Oh, this fucking senile little bastard," <laughs> but then he got, he's like, you know. You guys are the biggest part of the show. We're glad to have you back. And then he did the whole WrestleMania. And I was like, holy shit. Felt good, right? It felt really good, dude. I was so excited. And then the rest of the night happened. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, we'll get there. Um, It was cool. It was cool. What's your... what before? I'm sorry, not to cut you off, but... uh, So I'm watching it, and uh, Rhea Ripley was obviously on stage and they had cut to her a brief second and she was crying yeah as they were singing America the Beautiful and I'm like this is this is what I'm talking about real fucking emotion Raw emotion yeah you know like it's it's refreshing mm-hmm. to see especially in a place like WWE mm-hmm. because let's face it we don't see that very often these right. days anymore yeah you know you're told to act a certain way and yeah you're right yeah I agree um what is your opinion on how they handled fans in attendance? You know, you you are in Florida. Things are a little more laxed out there. Would you have been safe? Would you have felt safe in that, in the midst of a pandemic, of course? In that crowd, do you think they handled spacing correctly? Do you think there was too overly filled? What, what was your view on, on that? How many fingers am I holding up, Matt? Nine. That was the amount of hours it took for it to become uh, a thing on social media about people getting COVID from WrestleMania. Oh, shit. So, yeah. Guy from New York was the first one to call him out. Like, hey, I attended WrestleMania. Guess what? I got I got COVID. <laughs> it's like, you know, no, I, I, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't have felt safe. Okay. Uh, every time you fucking turn around, you see people without masks without on. Masks, right. And, you know, people are drinking. And, I mean, dude, you've been to a wrestling show. Mm-hmm. Is it ever a completely non-messy situation? Yeah. It's, <laughs> you're right. You know, you got you to gotta contain crowds. You got to contain the crowd. You know, let's face it. People, whether we like it or not, people go to public events like this and not everybody uh, handles it the same way and you get a lot of people who love to to release tension and, and vent and have a good time and do all sorts of fucking bullshit at a, at a live show no matter whether it's music or wrestling or boxing or MMA or whatever yeah. so you always get this smorgasbord of the public and you never really know what to expect once you're there 
until it happens. So, you know, you and I have been to wrestling shows and you get the random drunk people mm-hmm. or you get the really fucking sloppy people with leave shit all over the place. Or, yeah. You know, it's just... Dude, you just never fucking know where you're going to get when it comes to anything with the public. And WrestleMania is no different, you know? Just because you had so many people in attendance or you socially distanced or you're supposed to socially distance because you were supposed to wear a mask... None of that bullshit matters. People are going to be people at the end of the day. So I'm not surprised that people got COVID. I'm not surprised that, you know, everybody was making fun of, oh, this is going to be a super spreader event. Yeah. Any social gathering where you have people in general, I don't care if it's Japan, Africa, China, wherever. It doesn't fucking matter. Anywhere. People are always going to be people. That's the only safe bet. So, yeah, I would have felt uncomfortable. That's the one thing that uh, that I noticed, too, was that you did have a number of people that not only weren't wearing masks, but weren't consistently in the spots that they were, they were they showing. They were supposed to be, yeah. right. Yeah. It seemed like there was a lot of walking around yeah. going on here. So, you know, it, it all... All like you know, political and 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 pandemic talk aside, this is no matter how you feel about things, no matter how you feel about you know the vaccine and all that stuff, dude. Just 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 do what you're supposed to fucking do. Yeah. How, how fucking hard <laughs> is it? <laughs> I, I if if I had the opportunity, I don't I don't know if I would have. I mean, I I I I looked at tickets, not that I was going to go. I just wanted to see what they were going for, and surprisingly, they were a little more reasonable than I expected, especially for WrestleMania. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't know if I, even if it was for a show that I actually wanted to go to, there was there used to be a time where I wanted to go to WrestleMania to say that I've been to WrestleMania. No, I don't have that desire anymore. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I I don't know. It's 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 a shame. It's unfortunate that we're getting we're getting people that have come down with COVID from this event. Like you said, it's not a surprise. Speaking of events, the events, um, WrestleMania will start at seven o'clock Central Time, eight o'clock Eastern. And well, WrestleMania didn't actually start till about seven thirty. Yeah. So I don't know if you've ever been a Florida partner. I've been to Florida plenty of times. I have not been to Florida. But, but you know about Florida. You know it's a very, very humid state that produces a lot of precipitation. Yes. How? <laughs> how do you plan a, a, a show outside? Um, during a rainy season, by the way, too, on top of that. Mm-hmm. It, it is April still. In Florida, which, which is always a rainy season. How do you not prepare better for things like a rain delay? Now I get you are you, you we were dealing with things like like lightning was in was in the area. That's grounds for automatic like you got to shut down because that's a safety issue and rightfully so. So I'm not talking about the in-ring action because like, you can't do anything. Right. Right? You know, it's it's against the law. You can't how do you not properly prepare for that backstage? Because when it happened, it was like they were trying to run around and figure out what the fuck do we do now? Now, they interviewed a bunch of people throughout that were supposed to be wrestling throughout the night, 
including Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre, who were going on first. But, like, you can clearly tell by those interviews, they're just kind of just like, well, I don't know what to say. I actually loved that because, let's face it, anything WWE is so micromanaged, even their promos. So it was refreshing for these people to be like, hey, you got to go fucking say something. It's your turn. And, like, you know, they're very organic promos. And they weren't all great, but some of them were like, okay, this is... This is promising, you know. This is a uh, this is uh, interesting, um, but again, not 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 all of them were, were over like Rover for sure. But it was still really interesting. Like I sat there and watched them all because I was like, okay, <laughs> what's this motherfucker gonna say now? Because he don't know what to say or she don't know what to say, you know. So that was that was that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, how do you how do you not prepare easily? You're you're fucking ego driven. That's what it is. I'm fucking Vince McMahon. I'm gonna put on WrestleMania. Fuck the state of Florida. Fuck fuck natural weather. Fuck all this shit. I'm the, I'm God. You know. It was funny. It's funny that you mentioned God because there was a meme <laughs> referring to that God finally got his revenge on Vince McMahon. <laughs> And then, and it was cool too to see, to see the commentating team trying to fucking scramble ass, you know. It's like, yeah, all right, Michael Cole, you fucking dumbass. Now yeah. put put up or shut up, you know. I don't know where Byron Saxon went, but he was gone. They uh, they commented that his microphone had died. Oh, okay. And then they were making fun of him because That's he right. had just like left. Yeah. And it's like, well, if he can't talk, why the fuck is he out there? You know, <laughs> you I know wouldn't be. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be want to be out there in the rain for no fucking good well, reason. It was interesting too, though, because I was hearing lightning was in the area. Right? Why the fuck is Michael Cole and Samoa Joe standing outside? I don't know, but I don't know with if electrical you, equipment. By yeah, way. I don't know if you caught this, but there had they had to have had some sort of strike somewhere, because uh, during Kevin Owens' promo, which was one of the ones I actually enjoyed, mm-hmm. there was a buzzing like like the somewhere the electricity yeah. had a surge. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, they must have got hit or something nearby. The entire time we're watching it, so me and Mr. me and Res- me and Mr. Wrestling Six are watching live. Excuse my poor grammar there, but um, we're watching live, and all I can think of was that fucking in your house pay per view. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, with the beware of dog. Beware of the- dog. That was about Austin and Savio Vega, yeah. right? Yeah. The fucking lights go out and they don't know what the fuck to do. Like, how do you not prepare for this shit? It just, it reminded me of that, like, man, are we even going to get, like, a fucking <laughs> show tonight? I think, how fucked up would that be, man? That, it, it's, 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 it was, it was mind-boggling to me. Um, <laughs> never, never seen anything like that before. So, again, I get, you can't put on a wrestling match because you have lightning in the area. WrestleMania comes back again. This is what I mean by lack of preparations. We know things can potentially get wet, whether whether we're in Florida or New York or wherever. It, the elements can always get wet. That fucking ring and ramp was wet the entire night, especially that ramp, which is steel. How was that not taken care of? And how many fucking people had to fall or almost fall? Mandy Rose, Mandy Rose, especially. <laughs> like. 
It reminded me of that WrestleMania. I believe it was at uh, it was one of the ones that were at the Trump Plaza, or whatever. Okay. Where like guys were fucking tripping on like there was like a oh a, that's right yeah, yeah 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 there was like a little divot at the at the, at the entrance ramp and guys were fucking tripping <laughs> fucking tripping yep <laughs> um like why are there not fucking blowers out there to dry this shit up I mean you see that like at almost every outdoor event for shit like this how is that not a thing like, or or carpet and the only reason I say carpet is because of Tony Khan we see Tony Khan during the the cross promotional press conference there for for rebellion and he had he had tweeted out a, a little while ago about how they were having a rain delay situation at daily place and the entire ringside was wet and so they did what they could to clean up the water cuz it was like uh, rainy ish mm-hmm. uh, but what he ended up doing was throwing down fucking carpet and problem solved. They were able to take care of that. And it's like, well, there you go. Like, quick thinking on somebody's fucking part. Like, how do you, you're, you're right. How do you not have fucking a grounds crew out there of some sort? I don't care if it's makeshift or not. Yeah. You got a bunch of motherfuckers in the back ain't doing nothing. Go pick up a broom or who, something. Who are wearing wrestling gear. And, you know, I never wore wrestling boots, but it's safe to say that those are probably not slip resistant. So. <laughs> well, never mind that. Try being fucking tall. Like you're, you're not yeah. a small person to begin with. But I'm six five. Yeah. My center of gravity is not the same as your center of gravity. Yeah. Fair you enough. Know? Yeah. You try walking down a fucking ramp and see how <laughs> see how hard it can be sometimes. So, I guess uh, I guess we should get to the first the first match because we beat up on WrestleMania quite a bit here. <laughs> um. Bobby Lashley, as you mentioned, Bobby Lashley defended the WWE Championship against Drew McIntyre. That was your uh, that was your first match. Uh, they did this uh, to kind of give you that that big fight feel to, to start off the show. It was the first WWE match in front of in front of fans, or at least it was advertised as such. Uh, speaking of raw motion, Drew McIntyre also had had some pretty raw motion coming out. That was pretty cool to see too. Um, this match goes about eighteen minutes. And uh, Bobby Lashley, he wins by technical submission. He uh, Drew McIntyre passed out. Bob, uh, Bobby Lashley still WWE champion. Kind of no surprise from me. I didn't think he was going to drop the belt that soon. Um, what do you think of this match? Was it a good way to start WrestleMania? Was it okay for you? Was it good? It was all right. Yeah. It wasn't it, like I wasn't super excited. I, I think what what changed it for me, what actually got me to pay a little more attention, was that raw emotion during that very organic promo by Drew McIntyre before the actual match. Because it's like, oh, okay, now we got something. Now mm. and now it's not just a, a fucking very you know, sterile, prescripted bunch of bullshit. Now yeah. there's a little more added to it. Sure. Um, as far as you know, him passing out and, and whatever. Yeah, you're right. Any anybody with half a brain, they're not gonna just let Lashley drop the title that quick because he's not Sasha Banks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, it, it was like I said, it was okay. Yeah, I was I was uh, interested for a little bit. It was a little weird seeing the uh, commentary team stand up for the match throughout. I think all of it. Oh yeah, they're not going to sit on wet seats. I wouldn't sit on a wet seat. I mean, a, a supple towel. I mean, they don't even have towels. 
Who's running this shit, yeah. man? <laughs> Who's running this? <laughs> Fuck. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, it, it like I said, it was just okay. Um, moving right along to the uh, tag team turmoil match. This is where uh, the winners would get uh, a shot at the women's tag team titles uh, on, on night two. <laughs> I try to explain this to my daughter. I go. All right, kid, you got four teams, tag team turmoil, mm-hmm. winning team gets to go to night two for a shot at the titles. And she goes, what? I go, yeah, exactly. <laughs> she goes, so wait a minute, are they all starting at the same time? I said, no, they're doing it gauntlet style. She's like, what? I said, yeah, exactly. She goes, I don't want to watch this at all. <laughs> I said, you don't have to. <laughs> so, yeah. And that's what it felt like watching this fucking match, you know. So I I brought up, you know, women's tag team belts and having no fucking women tag teams. Your tag teams are Lana, Naomi, Billy Kay, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Manny Rose, Natalia, Tamina, and then the Riot Squad, Liv Morgan, and Ruby Riot. You got one team that's a legit tag team on there, and I'm not saying they're a good tag team. I'm just saying they're a legit tag team. The other ones are fucking makeshift tag teams that you threw together. One of them, you you basically almost literally put together the last se- in the last second just to put them on the fucking WrestleMania card. But Lana had uh, a matching fur coat. Doesn't that mean anything, man? Lana didn't even did a, do a move that fucking connected. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she did a, a kick and yeah. missed. They would do fucking whiff extraordinaire, and then I'm just like, okay, yeah, no, this is fucking horseshit. That's more embarrassing than fucking Manny Rose falling. Absolutely, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, it, dude, this was this was a fucking train wreck from the get go. This reminded me so much of the old school WrestleMania. I shouldn't say old school, but probably like 15 years ago WrestleMania. Where like the women's matches were just a bunch of bunch of women just kind of playing around for yeah. a few minutes. It it was it was fucking horseshit. It was fourteen minutes went on or sorry, yeah, it was fourteen minutes. It went on fourteen minutes yeah. too long. Yeah, it went on. Yeah, fourteen minutes and fifteen seconds. It went on fourteen minutes too long. Fifteen seconds would have sufficed. <laughs> Uh, uh, Natalia and Tamina won, so we're going to talk about them uh, later on. In oh, this, no, this we're going to talk about them. Right now? <laughs> that whole waiting around bullshit. You know, they're fucking... Uh, Natty goes to put on the fucking sharpshooter, and she's fucking dicking around, and she decides last minute, like, she's going to do the fucking look around to the fans. And she's taking for fucking ever. And Tamina's standing there like, what's going on? And she's like, you, you're going to go up to the top and you're going to do your dad's move. And she looks at her like, oh, what, are you you really going to let me do that? And, and the whole time, I forget who the fuck was on the mat just laying there. But you could tell they were bored out of their fucking minds. Like, you fucking hurry up already? <laughs> <laughs> and by the time it got fucking over said and done with, like, it was just like, get the fuck out of here. Like. Complete another bullshit. Anyway, I agree. I, I agree with all that. Um, I, I can care less about this fucking match. Uh, I can care less about this other fucking match, and that's Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. 
Um, Man, fuck Seth Rollins. Fuck Seth Rollins. You know he puked after his match? He pukes a lot after He his. does. I don't know what the fuck gives, What's he dude? got going on? You know, for someone who sits there and is Mr. fucking drink the WWE Kool-Aid, and he's all fucking Mr. Bovado about the company. Yeah. Why the fuck are you so nervous when you, <laughs> you know? That doesn't, I, for, that doesn't add up to me. He's like for me. fucking Darren Drozdov of, of today. <laughs> he's gonna puke. <laughs> um, shit. I thought on this random episode of NWA TNA. Uh, so, Rollins, Cesaro, they, they emphasize Cesaro never had a single match in WrestleMania, which I'm sure is true. That's a really big chair. <laughs> oh, he's, oh, oh, never mind. It's, 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 never mind. It looked really big from the angle they oh, showed. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so, no, that's just a regular size chair. Um, you have Cesaro, uh, getting, getting this push. Cesaro makes the, gets the victory. And you know he beats he beats Rollins. He does uh, a lot of spinning. Kudos to the guy. He's, he could fucking spin forever. <laughs> <laughs> Fast forward here, and then this is a little foreshadowing, I guess. But Cesaro is now getting a push. This is post WrestleMania. Is now getting a push again. He beats Seth Rollins. He gets a push, and it looks like he's going to be vying for that. Universal Championship in the upcoming future, very near future. Is that going to be something that Cesaro is finally going to obtain, or is he just a filler for somebody else going into SummerSlam? Which is not anytime new, but more than likely, it looks like Roman Reigns is probably going to be champ for for quite some time. I think he might be a filler for Keith Lee, who was supposed to be in all of this. To be honest with you. So Keith Lee's going to get moved to SmackDown then? If and when he comes back, I mean, every uh, I know he tries to check in via social media and let everybody know that he's doing okay and whatever, but um, there's no timetable for him coming back. There's, there's nothing that's been announced. Man, I'm getting, my pants are getting tight. Watching Jeff Jarrett get his ass beat. <laughs> I thought you might like it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like everybody, man. Even ladies and gentlemen, we're watching uh, some random episode of, of uh, NWA TNA. The Asylum Years. The Asylum Years. Yeah. And uh, there is literally <laughs> like half or more of the roster. Even Vince Russo. Who have Jeff Jarrett strung up at ringside and they are whipping the piss out of that guy with belts and, and leather straps. That's, that's and, a, that's and I just got go. a chubby. <laughs> um, you know, I, I love I love Cesaro. I always have been a, a fan of his. I always kind of felt like he was a workhorse that gets treated like a workhorse. You know, always the bridesmaid, never the bride, if you will, if you want to put it that way. It's cool that he got the victory. Um, it's cool that he's getting a push, but yeah, I, I just as much as I love to see him with the with the with the strap at least one time in his career, I don't think it's going to happen. But at the same at the, at the same time, if it's going to happen, it needs to happen relatively soon because yeah, you know how much more how much longer has he got left, right? Know? So kudos to him though. He did he did get a, a singles WrestleMania victory, so he did get that. 
the uh, the next match was for the for the Raw Tag Team Belts. New Day, Kingston and Woods defended against AJ Styles and and Omos. If I'm saying that right, Omos. Omos. Yeah, <laughs> not to get off topic here real quick. Yeah. Going back to that random uh, episode of NWA TNA. If you're going to um, say thank you for the memories to one of your favorite wrestlers who passed away, please spell their fucking name right. Kurt Henning, Kurt is spelled C-U-R-T, not K-U-R-T. <laughs> you fucking jabron in the audience. Uh, I mean, they... they uh... I don't, know, I, I don't know if I can get away with this these days, but they are in Nashville, so. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Mom and Dad. <laughs> I'm sorry, AJ Styles and Omos versus The New Day, right? The newly yeah. re- reunited New Day, even if it's for one night or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, Biggie was, was out there. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, not, uh, goes about uh, a little under 10 minutes, and... Uh, New new tag team champions. AJ Styles kind of did like the. Um, he was the fucking manager. He was the manager. That's what he was. <laughs> but he also, t- you know, he usually he took the the route in this match that most heels don't. He was the guy that was getting double teamed and got the hot tag. Yeah. Usually that's that's left for baby faces, but yeah, once Omos came in, uh, it was. It was just him directing traffic on the outside. You know what scares me about this match? Okay. Omos has been with the company for, I think, at least three years now. Yes, that's right. Uh, and you would think he's progressed to the point where he was a little more comfortable being in that ring. And for me, you could tell he's still... Even at three years into the business, like, he's still greener than fucking goose shit, dude. Like, I was not, I expected a little more from him. Um, especially since he's had quite the, the, the roster of, of teachers and instructors. So, um, dude, you gotta get with it, (laughs) you know? As much of a monster as he's being gonna be built as, I mean, obviously he's tall as shit. Here's the thing where wrestling kind of repeats itself way too much. And with, with WWE, they keep falling into falling into this trap that the bigger you are, the more Vince is going to want to push you. And this is the case here. <clears throat> They're falling into that trap again. This this is going to be the, 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 the love that he's getting from the WWE fans right now is probably going to go away quicker than, than, than they're anticipating. As good as AJ Styles is, he's basically a tag team of one here. He's a, he's a champ. They're champs now. Congra- by the way, he's a Grand Slam champion. By the way, the only WWE NWA Grand Slam champ. Yeah, like ever. So, and and it's fitting. I mean, we are when we when you talk about the term goats. Oh yeah, it should be synonymous by now. That's that's one of them right there. AJ Styles. Styles and, and Omos, how, like, seriously, how deep of a run successfully? Because there's successfully running, and then there's this WWE running because Vince Vince doesn't listen to the crowd or fans. How successful can a, a tag team like this? Because Omos, even if he wasn't as green as he is, he doesn't have to do much. No, you're right, he doesn't. That's the beauty of sometimes being the big guy. 
You just have to be impactful. But the thing is, you have to know when to do that stuff. And it just you're right. It, it, it there was there was some parts where you can clearly see AJ <laughs> telling them what to do. That can't happen. That can't happen. Unless they make it like very fucking playfully and jokeful. Do you make him like a dope? Like a like a big stupid idiot, if you will. If, like if Chris you, Jericho. Well you know what? If if you want those tag team titles on them for a long period of time, I unfortunately don't see any other way of it being getting over. Um and I could be wrong. But I know WWE and how they operate. I mean let's not forget fucking Bruce Pritchard is part of the the creative staff right now, so Mr. Ego, huh? you know, I, I'm I'm not like it, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what happens. I'll leave it at that. Who would win in a match? AJ Styles and Omos versus Braun Strowman and that fucking Nick kid. From- <laughs> oh, good God! What's up with WrestleMania champions being crowned? Tag champions being crowned? That just fucking just. Absolutely, it just makes no sense. I don't <laughs> fucking know, dude. I don't know, and it's because there. Maybe it's the human in me, but man, it's becoming a pattern, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, that was not that long ago either. No, it wasn't. <laughs> and I get like that was the referee's kid or whatever. But Never lost, undefeated. By the way, what the fuck. Him and Michael Cole are undefeated at WrestleMania. Yeah. Well, maybe the, maybe the kid will come back for a run at some point, you know? The, when they got shit else to do with Braun. I'm like, hey, remember that kid? Well, he's older now. You should bring him back. Well, they could run. They, they'll fucking... Maybe they'll move to uh, to another night and, and face AEW. And, and they you could have head-to-head fucking segments with the, the Nick kid and uh, Negative oh, One. Oh, Negative One, yeah. <laughs> Let me shut my fucking mouth before somebody jots R- it down. Real and, forbidden yeah. doors. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't there some law against child labor? I mean, I digress. <laughs> Speaking of not having anything to do with Braun Strowman, uh, Braun Strowman had a match against Shane McMahon, a cage match. Hey, man, what's up with toolboxes WrestleMania weekend? <laughs> Why was there fucking toolboxes just in high... Well, I don't know. I want to call that a high-profile match. But why were there toolboxes all over the place? Why is Shane McMahon on on a, on a, um, a WrestleMania match and not Aleister Black or Andrade? <laughs> why, why? Why? Just why? Why? Um, fuck this match. Um, I I do want to give kudos to the referee because this time around, the referee actually functioned properly in a Shane McMahon cage match, (laughs) which we always don't get. So that was refreshing. Um, I didn't like this match coming into it because it's like you're you're taking uh, Braun Strowman. I hear Kevin Sullivan in, in the back of my head complaining about the destruction of a big man here. Okay. Because uh, he had the same complaint about Kane years ago. Okay. You know, you build the guy up, and then this is how you fucking break him down. Shane McMahon comes out of seemingly nowhere and just like, oh, I have a problem with you just because they need a fucking match for WrestleMania. Yeah. And How silly is this? I think yeah, it's and, stupid. and you're fucking, like, putting him through the Nickelodeon ringer, like, with the fucking slimes. Like, Hopscotch. 
Hey, what the yeah. fuck? So yeah, no, it made no fucking sense. Didn't do anything to get anybody over. So, last time that I I believe Shane McMahon had a match at WrestleMania was against The Miz, <clears throat> and as much as I didn't care for that build up, that made a hell of a lot more sense because they built up Shane McMahon as this guy that was being dubbed like the best wrestler in the world because he won that Saudi yeah, Arabia that fucking trophy. Stupid trophy. <clears throat> so they they at least wrote it again. Whether you're a fan of it or not, that's that's perspective, right? This there is no perspective because Braun Strowman comes back from hiatus. I, I was he injured? I can't remember. Might have been injured. Yeah, I think he was injured. And then immediately gets put into a rivalry with Shane McMahon, who abruptly shows up on Raw one day. Yeah. And it's like, here you go. And it's like, well, no. Why are you here? What's your beef with Braun? Why do you think he's stupid? What What is the fucking point? Just so you can put on a fucking cage match? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. And you could tell. You know, clearly. <laughs> You know when is when are when are we gonna stop having Vince's kids? When are, sorry, let, let me let me let me add more to it. When are we gonna stop having wrestlers' kids or wrestler wrestling figures' kids? When are we gonna have them stop fucking playing in a fucking wrestling ring? Because this is what it is. They're playing. Yeah, this is fucking WrestleMania, guys. This is your first show back in front of fans. Whether it's a you know a, sp- a super spreader or not, COVID related, regardless, it's in front of fans. It's fucking big, man. Yeah, or at least it should be. What the fuck is this? This it's it's it, it, it didn't make any sense. The match went on longer than the fucking women's fucking gauntlet match. It's it's fucking garbage. It was a fucking garbage match. I don't I don't want to hear about oh that big bump Shane took, dude. He could fucking jump off the fucking. Sears Tower for all I care. I don't. I'm not entertained by him. I don't want him to see him do that, by the way, because he would be dead. But would you say this match needed retooling? <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we move on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of matches, I didn't care about, but it, it, it has had quite a bit of conversation throughout uh, the wrestling world. Um, John Morrison, The Miz. Versus oh, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest in a tag team match. This match goes 15 minutes. Now, people are praising Bad Bunny's performance in this match. Okay. I'm not so sure about praising. But when it comes to celebrity matches, I will I will get on board with saying, and on record saying, it wasn't the worst celebrity match I've ever seen. With that being said, here's where they fucked up. And here's why I have an issue with celebrity matches. That's cool if Bad Bunny, you know, has the respect, if you will, to practice and try to get good for the match, right? It's it's cool. I I give him kudos for that. But getting over on The Miz and John Morrison, but we'll stick with The Miz right now. I don't like The Miz. I can't fucking stand him. I think he's a terrible heel. He's your Jeff Jarrett. He's my Jeff Jarrett. Yep. You're right. Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. Thank you. But I have to respect that title, or at least I should, right? Because it's it should mean something. I mean, Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre put on a fucking match for that belt. Well, who was the guy that Bobby Lashley beat? It was The Miz. 
So whether we like it or not, The Miz is the most recent former WWE champion. And he's getting beat up by a fucking rapper? Yeah, oh yeah. And on top of that, my other point that I've always made about celebrity matches, it doesn't get the right guys over. It makes no fucking sense getting the rapper over who's leaving after this match. His tag team partner spent, what, three minutes in this fucking match? If that, yeah. And what does that do for Damian Priest's first WrestleMania match? Not a damn thing. Not a damn thing. So you want to praise Bad Bunny for this, that's fine, I I, I guess. But I still am fucking... I'm correct when I say celebrity matches are too fucking damaging for the other talent, the full-time talent. I don't know what you think. I'm, 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 floor's yours, but I don't like, I didn't, I didn't like that for that reason. You know what would have made more sense here? So clearly, Bad Bunny had his shit together. You could tell he had training, mm-hmm. but just by the way people. Uh, had responded to the match, you could tell nobody knew. Nobody knew that he had training. Nobody knew that he had uh, like a, a, a one-up on the situation, right? You know why? None of that shit was touted. It wasn't put over by the commentating team, any commentating team. You're right. There was no content anywhere. What they should have did was... And I don't know why fucking, you know, you got Bruce Pritchard over there, Mr. Vignette himself. <laughs> Take the time, even if it's somewhere on fucking, on just the website, so that it could be shared on social media. Drum up a couple vignettes of him training, training with different people. Yeah. That would have put that idea over, oh, he's coming into the match, he's he's got uh, proper training by this, 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 so we should expect something different than your normal celebrity. That would have made more sense. But no, he comes in, all of a sudden everybody, oh my god, he's like a fucking natural. No, motherfucker, that's not what happened. And you're right. This did way more damage for getting the business over or anything like that than than anything. You got... (laughs) uh, It doesn't matter who you listen to, whether it be Matt and myself... Jim Cornette, Brian Last, anybody, you name it in the in the way of wrestling podcast, they're all we're all gonna say the same thing. When it comes to celebrity matches in the WWE, you know who doesn't get over? The boys. The boys never get over. Simple as that. So you can fucking praise Bad Bunny all you want. I could give two shits about that dude. And I'm glad he's not coming back. He got on top of his semi, and now he's headed for a world tour. Let him stay out there. <laughs> he don't belong in the wrestling business. Or sports entertainment. And now, WWE has to play damage control. And the way that they do that, <laughs> not very good. <laughs> John Morrison and The Miz are now, rivalry, are now in a rivalry with, with The New Day. And both of them are just making fun of each other. They got beat up by guys that they shouldn't have gotten beat up by. New Day by by Omos. Morrison and Miz by Bad Bunny. And then there's Damian Priest who... Who the fuck knows what he's doing? That's what passes for a fucking storyline these days. It's great booking, guys. Again, a lot of people are like, Oh, dude, he he, he cared about the business. 
No, uh, that's that doesn't matter. That doesn't right. It doesn't matter at all. And again, wrestling. A, a true wrestling fan wants to get the business over, not get themselves over. He got himself over. He got himself over. Congratulations, Bad Bunny. Go fucking sing your your fucking nursery rhymes, whatever the fuck you do. <laughs> um, I still don't know what the fuck he does. I, besides, I mean, he's a rapper, I guess. But I, he's I, a rapper. That's it. Okay, that's all he does. I don't know if he was an actor too or no YouTube he, star. No, or... he's he's a rapper and he just happens to be like the most uh, streaming streamable downloaded uh, nah. rapper right now on like anywhere. Cool. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, keep doing that. Um, main event time. Main event for for night one was. Uh, Sasha Banks defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against Bianca Belair. <clears throat> um, raw motion before we get to the match. Raw motion here obviously took over going into the going as as the match was getting ready. To, actually, actually, when the match started, yeah, because you know, mm-hmm. they were they were already introduced. The bell rings, and both women ha- had a really hard time keeping their emotions in check. And that's fine. Again, this is WrestleMania. This is a big deal. Second time women main evented a WrestleMania card. Because no matter how you look at it, it is a main event. It's the main event of that night. We even know it's a two-night event. It is a main event. Uh, first ever women's singles match. And what, what needs to also be said, too, is the first ever, first ever time where the main event featured women of color. Black women. Yes. Yep. Black black individuals, actually, not yeah, just women. Yeah, let's say that. Um, and that's fucking huge too. It's very important, especially with the fucking history of this company, <laughs> right? <laughs> like fuck. So, Belair versus versus Banks had so much writing on the line with it before the match ever started, and this is one of those times where whoever whoever came up with that idea to put them last. Thank you for that. Yeah, um, about time you do fucking something right. <laughs> because um, that was it, it was for history reasons. It was it was the right call, but for match placement, this is your main event. From if you look at everything on that card, this right here was your main event from the moment they got booked, all going back to where Bianca Belair wins the Royal Rumble, and she's picking between who who to do it. Could it have been Asuka? Could it have been, you know, could it have been Asuka? Absolutely. That, that, would have been, that would have been a fine match. But something about Belair and Banks, and I'm not even talking culture here. I'm talking about just their styles. Yeah. It fucking works perfectly. And then, as far as their gimmicks go, and as far as in-ring, I don't know about you, I don't know if you agree or disagree with this, but for me, I don't think you could have gone out there and had a better match. No, no. You know, I I remember uh, us watching, um, or us watching and us uh, talking about it on a previous episode about a year ago, maybe a little over a year ago, with Bianca Belair, and I had I I kept saying like, she's got so much potential, she's like on the brink of of actually getting it and and becoming something bigger and better, and here we are. A, a little over a year later, and she's holding the title 
she's main eventing WrestleMania, and I wouldn't have picked. You're right. I wouldn't have picked a different match. This is the match that should have been the main event. Um, again, I'm not. I'm not going to mention the name of the podcast, but uh, as much as I enjoy listening to him, you've got to fucking let up and and just come out and admit that you have something against women. Uh, (laughs) And and I think you know who I'm talking about. Um, Because there's no fucking way Lashley versus um, McIntyre was ever going to be better than Banks versus Belair. Especially with that finish, too. No fucking way. Yeah. So... You always that's that should be booking one on one. You always want your your strongest match. That should be the main event. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, what what the fuck is it there for? You you have to look at booking as there should be a main event. Okay, never it, it, it should it be your heavyweight title. I don't know. Is that fucking title worth it? Is is are those two competitors worth that that main event status? Because that's what you're paying all that extra money for. So yeah, go back. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take that logic and, and use it against uh, the guy from the other podcast. You've got that booking logic, right? You you want uh, you want to get the most for your money with the talent you've got. If you're going to pay someone to be the main event, then they should be the main event in every aspect of that phrase. That's what Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair were and what and was and are. You can't say that about Lashley and McIntyre. Yeah. No fucking way. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. No one, none, no fanboys, no nothing can fucking prove me wrong. So, yes, I am overly happy with Banks and Belair. I'm glad Belair finally gets it. Mm-hmm. I'm glad she's got that title. And it was great. It was great seeing her cry at the end of the match. Her fucking looking for her mom and, mm-hmm. and her, her family in the audience. Jumping the barricade almost. Jumping the barricade I, almost. And it it was it was fucking great. It was great. These are things that you just can't write sometimes, you know? You just no. you just you just let them go out there and you let them just fucking do it. And that's what it seemed like it felt like. I kudos to Sasha on finally getting a fucking championship reign that meant something. And that match at the end of the night, so I went all I started the night like, oh fucking like I feel like old WrestleMania is mm-hmm. back, right? And then all the rest of the night happened <laughs> and I was like, This is just gonna be fucking bullshit all over again. But at the end of the night of night one, because of that match, I felt like a kid again. Mm-hmm. It was fucking great. I was excited. It, it was nice to see something that awesome in WWE again, because we again we don't get that very often these days. And what's cool about it too is that, that again Sasha had the meaningful title reign that lasted while she defended the belt many times. Yeah, again something that hadn't previously happened. It used to previously for her. happened, and then she and, and so now when she passes it, it's not just like there it is again. It's like when she when she drops it, it's like somebody beat a champion that was untouchable for yeah. for a long time. And that, that title mean that title that title change fucking means something, and on top of that, what I loved about it too is that Sasha played a fucking great evil heel without being overbearingly heel in WWE standards, where it's just 
becomes obnoxiously heel. <laughs> yeah. She was a violent heel. Yeah. She was going to take Bianca's hair. She's going to use it against her. How it's, about that fucking whip, it's Mark? That whip. Oh, yeah. my God. She she used she used that fucking hair until the, and then the fact that that was part of the deciding factor, dude. It was like you can't fucking make it better. Than no, that. you can't. It was perfect. It was a fucking perfect match, and it was a match that I've watched multiple times now. I I just same here. I'm so just I'm so happy that we got to we got to see that finish that card. You know you you have to talk about. You know the the culture, the black culture, and having that match to all of it from a wrestling fan, from the black fan, to the women's fan, dude, it, it it just meant so much to a lot of people for different reasons, and that's one of those WrestleMania moments that I think is going to live on forever. Absolutely, uh, that, that is a WrestleMania moment. Yes, absolutely, uh, because it had something for everybody, man, and and that's kind of what I wanted to talk about earlier. I alluded to earlier. You have a situation where the best match of WrestleMania happened, and now night two has to top what you saw in that main event. And spoiler alert, it doesn't. (laughs) No, absolutely not. So... This is kind of going back to real quick to the topic of, do we really need to have two nights? No, because ideally, even though even though if you, if you did this on one night, the unfortunate thing is they wouldn't have gone on last. That I was just about to ask you. Yeah, and it's unfortunate because it is the best match of the card. I don't care how much you're pushing Roman. What Roman and Brian and Edge did, nowhere near. And even on paper, you you sh- you should have known that no nowhere near what you're about to see in that Banks versus Belair match. Uh, but anyways, we'll run through this card. Uh, this one lasted only about six minutes, thankfully. Opening bout night two, Orton versus Randy Orton versus the Fiend. The Fiend's back. They do. They still find a way to do their little camera tricks, even though it's front of live TV. Um, Randy Orton wins after the distraction from Alexa Bliss, who was gushing, gushing black goo. Yeah, distracting the fiend and Orton <laughs> hit the RKO. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is about as stupid as it gets. Uh, this is about as as stupid as the the tag well, team well, turmoil well, match. Again, this is one of those situations like we came across Killer Cross. Yeah. They've got this gimmick, and it's supposed to be very occultish and, and, and all that, but it doesn't always translate over as such. And it's unfortunate because with in, in the case of Alexa Bliss and The Fiend, they're high, of, of a much higher profile, and so you're, they're obviously spending more money on this bullshit. For what? You know, for fucking what? I'm, I'm. Hopefully, this fucking feud is over. Yeah. I don't know what's going to become of it, whether it ends up being fucking the Fiend versus Alexa Bliss or Lily or whatever the fuck she's calling herself. But fucking a, dude, just it needs to stop. So one of my dogs 
shit in the house during this match, so I missed the entire match. And You're I, not missing anything. I was going. Oh, I was going to say I was going to like be really upset and scold my dog, and I'm just like, dude, thanks for shitting in my yeah. house. <laughs> I had something to do because I didn't fucking care about that match. Um, I'd pick up dog shit any day over fucking watching that. Uh, again, again, Orton wins. Who cares? I agree with Joe. Figure out what the fuck you're doing with this fucking fiend bliss shit. Uh, Randy Orton's got to move on from this. He and, does, and dude. It's 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 time. Uh, the second match of the night was the Nia Jax Shayna Baszler uh, championship defense against Natalia Tamina, who won the previous turmoil match. This match also goes 14 minutes. It goes longer than the turmoil match, ironically enough. Uh, Baszler and, and, and Jax retain. According to what I'm reading here, uh, technical submission. I don't even remember the finish, honestly. No, I don't. I don't remember it either. Uh, I don't remember <laughs> much about this match, to be honest with you. I really don't. So... That just goes to show you how great of a fucking match it was. I'll give you a review, the same review that of that I read from the fucking Doolittle movie that came out last year. <laughs> okay. There was a review for, obviously, I've never seen the movie, but it didn't do well. And somebody reviewed it and said, well, it's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll say that about this match. Well, it, it happened. Yeah, so. it's a match. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we talked about uh, we talked about this a little bit that it happened. Uh, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn uh, singles match. Now, if you're if you are, have watched these guys in their past, you know the story rivalry of Kevin Steen versus El Generico. You should have known uh, that you were going to get nowhere near that type of match. That being said, I was hoping for a lot more still. Out of this, I don't, I don't know who fucking Logan Paul is. Um, apparently, he's a YouTube guy. He's I, a YouTuber. I don't, I don't really follow YouTubers that often. So I asked my kid. I go, "Who's Logan Paul?" She goes, "Oh, that's the guy who got in trouble for showing a dead body on some footage on his YouTube channel." Yeah, okay. So I don't know if that's what propelled him to uh, to YouTube stardom or, or popularity or what have you. Oh, that's awesome. But. Uh, uh, he he's 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 a piece of shit of a human being for yeah. sure. Um, well, people love kids, especially, and I'm gonna sound like the 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 grumpy old man, but kids love pieces of shits apparently. Yeah. So <laughs> go figure. Um, I mean that fucking rapper with all the fucking colored hair, he's still a fucking thing. <laughs> and yeah, I'm not gonna go into that, but um, yeah. So he he he's out there. I. I don't fucking know why. I didn't really watch a lot of the lead up into WrestleMania this year. Kevin Owens wins. He he does his stomach. He looks like it keeps getting worse. I don't, and 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 I think the the I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's his his actual stun for me, like his actual maneuver, or if it's the selling that's bad. But it just it just seems like a fat guy that's falling on his ass too fast. I got a couple things to say here. One. I know we've said it before, and I'll say it again. There's an episode of Stone Cold's podcast yeah. where he's talking Owens about using the stunner, and he fucking gives him the business about doing it properly. So that's one. Mm-hmm. Two, Logan Paul, after the match, came out on social media, and he was like, 
I, pretty much in so many words, like I didn't sell that move. Like it actually hurt. So it he might have actually fucked him up, and that's why it looks so shitty, because he wasn't like, like he didn't almost like he didn't have the opportunity to sell it because it actually fucking hurt. Okay. Okay. Fair so enough. I'll give him that much, <laughs> <laughs> and that's too much. <laughs> but you're right; it does. It, I I don't I don't think I would have put it any differently. It does seem like a fat guy falling on his ass too quickly. And keep in mind too, he's double knee replacements. Yeah, less than a year, so that's or, fair. or about a year. Yeah, that's fair. Um, there's really not much to say about this match other than you know, it, it, you know, it's at at the at this moment, it's the best match of the night in my opinion. But it's not not a whole lot of competition. I, at least the the celebrity involved was used in a more appropriate manner. I'll give it that. Yeah. Um, you're right. I agree with that too. You know, that's that's a very good point. Um, I wish we would have gotten a better match out of Owens and Zayn. Uh, they they had better matches in WWE and the NXT side of things. Um, and I was kind of hoping that maybe, maybe you know maybe just maybe if WrestleMania they pick it up a little bit more. Didn't happen. But uh, at any rate, not the worst match in the world, I guess. Uh. A lot of these matches seem pretty short uh, compared to the first night. The The next match was Riddle, or Matt Riddle, defending the United States Championship against Sheamus. Now, people are saying, and I, and I, get, I'm, I guess I'm inclined to agree, this was, um, by people, I mean people within the dirt sheets, if you will, that okay. WWE wrote a wrong or fixed a wrong or whatever, however the phrase goes. Okay. Um, Matt Riddle was never supposed to be champion. Oh, that's oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. <clears throat> Keith Lee was supposed to be champion. Yeah. Matt Riddle, uh, he loses the belt to Sheamus, and that that was them writing the wrong. I, I don't see what's wrong with Matt Riddle being champion. Also, if if it's if all if that's all you're doing, why does it have to happen at WrestleMania? Yeah, I agree. Why couldn't you do it anywhere else? That's fair. That's a very very fair point. Um, what's your take on Sheamus being? United States champion. What's I mean? He, Matt Riddle's no longer champ. Sheamus is uh, kind of having an open challenge, but he's kind of doing a reverse open challenge. He's denying guys that he doesn't feel are worthy. So basically, he's um, by by that I mean um, I forget who who challenged him in the open challenge, but it was somebody that that basically job was squash match. So he's kind of doing that heel work with it. I guess that's fine, but. Sheamus hasn't done it for me for a long time now. Well, he's one of those talents that you know, it's and it's been previously previously put out there in the public. He's just unhappy. You know, he's not happy because he was being utilized or pushed or what have you. And I don't know whether he resigned after that or not. But you know, you there's only you can only do so much at the end of the day mm-hmm. if you're going into a company, and and this goes for any line of work you're in. If you're going into a company and at the end of the day it's not doing it for you, it's not satisfying you or making you happy or the both of them, sooner or later something's got to give. And I think, I think unfortunately, them giving him this belt, it's like a little too late. You know, it's this should have happened a long time ago. He should have been utilized better. 
And now you're just kind of stuck with, like, a guy who comes out and just, same, you know, hey, I'm just going to go do my shit and get it over with. And it, it comes across that way, for me anyway. I don't see this changing anytime soon. I really don't. I think, personally, right now, <clears throat> in the business, Matt Riddle does more for that belt than, than Sheamus. Sheamus just looks like a guy that... I'm all about, you know, any point in your career, you can, like, some people feel like once you're world champion, you should never have the, the other belts. I don't, I'm not, I'm not really for that mentality. But it, like anything else, it just has to make sense. Right. This particular case, it looks like Sheamus is just a guy that clearly they don't want you in, in the world title picture. So here's a, yeah, here's a supplemental it, it, belt. Yeah, consolation prize. Consolation prize. Where Matt Riddle, it, it it definitely felt like it meant more. It felt like a, it felt like a legit title. I just felt he he did more for it, and and I think he's got right now, especially too, he's got more charisma for what they're doing. I hate to have this, hate to ask this question, but if assuming he stays as long as 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 him, Matt Riddle doesn't seem to have a lot of supporters right now, as far as the. Uh, <laughs> The booking committee, committee, if you will, is Matt Riddle the next R Truth? And when I say that, I'm talking legit fucking wrestler turned into nothing but a comedy act. And if you don't believe me, you need to watch NWA TNA. Hell yeah, man! Because Ron Killings is indeed one of the best fucking wrestlers. That oh yeah, he can go, man. Those title he, reigns, he fucking dude, he fucking gets it, uh, man. I that was. That was probably the most enjoyable time I've ever watched NWA TNA mm-hmm. was when he was champ. Like, yeah. holy fucking shit. Um, Is he the next R-Truth? There's, really- a, there's a big possibility of that. And you know what? I can't be mad. I, I can't be mad. You know, there was, uh, I want to say like two months ago now, on social media, someone came out and kind of tried to speak for Ron Killings. And they were like, oh, he, you know, he's happy with... Um, coming out and, and uh, just fucking p- playing it up and being Mr. Funny or whatever, whatever. And, you know, he should be he should be a world champ. Okay, I get that point. I totally get it. But R-Truth came out and actually replied to the guy's social media post and was like, I have a fucking job? And I'm able to feed my family, and I'm comfortable where I'm at. Like, how can you be mad at that? Like, I'm happy with what I do. How can you be mad at that? And now I'm not ha- I'm not mad at at Ron Killings for what he does. I just think he's very underutilized. I think if they would open the door for him and let him do what he can do. I think he would get over even more so than he is now as as fucking 24-7 champ for the 75th time or how many ever times it is. But to answer your question, yes. There's a huge possibility that Matt Riddle can do the same fucking thing. And you know why? It's really in, integral here. He's, got, he's a fucking real-life stoner. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, that's one of those archetypes that you know, still translate over as an archetypal character. Yeah. And it, it's it's timeless. There's always stoners in, in every facet of pop culture. Yeah. So guess what? 
WWE can have a fucking full-time stoner. And, and, and to be honest with you, I don't know why they just tried to fucking hide this from the beginning, speaking of the man. Um, uh, as we see R-Truth on, on NWA TNA television. But, uh, yeah, you, you knew what you were getting when you signed him, right? Meaning Matt Riddle. So, why shy away from that? Why, if the, if the fucking magical formula is taking a guy's persona and turning it up to 11, a la Stone Cold Mm -hmm. and whoever, 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 how did that not work? How did you sign Matt Riddle and be like, well, he's a fucking stoner. Why don't we just turn that up to 11? You're doing it now. Mm-hmm. He's coming to go, oh, with his fucking scooter and the whole fucking bullshit. It might not be up to 11 yet, but the volume got turned up. Right? I agree. Um, but does that necessarily mean that he can't be world champion or... A champion. I shouldn't say world champion, but a champion. Oh, he's clearly he's clearly capable of being a well, champ. That that we know, yes. I mean, world champ. He's clearly mm-hmm. capable of being a world champ. I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll do that anytime soon. No, I, I don't. And, and to be honest with you, if he was going to do that, I think they would have been better off touting his MMA prowess. Instead of playing up the whole stoner shit. And that's what I thought they were doing when they told them to tone down the shit. Tone down the stoner shit so that we can fucking get you in here and do this, do this, do this. But now, like, he's he's just, he's, you're right, he's becoming a joke. He's becoming comic relief. You know? I mean, kudos to anyone with a job, I get it, it's fine. But it's, it's still, as a fan, it's still depressing. It is very depressing. <laughs> uh, let's see. We got uh, a few more matches here. A very odd match in as far as the name goes. You had a Nigerian drum fight. Oh, my God. Big E, de- <laughs> Big e defending the Intercontinental title against Apollo Crews. This match goes seven minutes. <laughs> This is going to be good. Correct me if I'm wrong here. So, obviously we had the the main event from night one and what that meant for the black community. Is it having a Nigerian drum fight with a guy that you just randomly made Nigerian a few weeks prior? Isn't that the same thing as going backwards? Because that seems oddly racist to me. And yet they got away with it. I, it, it's I, like it's you know what I, I get the the mental picture of Vince McMahon and he's got like he's got like a fucking chemistry set, right? Yeah. With the beakers and the whole nine. Yeah. And he's got a tube. He's got a he's got a flask, a glass flask. Okay. And it's got this fucking liquid in it, right? Yeah. And, and you know it's got all the markings on the side of the, the flask, how many milliliters? But the the flask is labeled ethnicity, and so they, the booking committee comes to them and they're like, "Hey, this would be really great for WrestleMania: Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair." And he's like, "Okay." Holds up his flask, like, "All right, I'll make that happen." But in exchange, 
and he pours <laughs> he pours some of that liquid out into another thing. In exchange, we've got to make this guy more ethnic, and he's got to be in a Nigerian drum match against another black guy. Yeah, that's that's the trade off. And they're just looking at him like, uh, okay. <laughs> and there, there's your fucking WrestleMania. I, ladies and gentlemen, tell me if, if maybe I'm overthinking it, uh, but I'm just, I'm just like, dude, when I, when I heard the match, because again, I didn't really watch a whole lot leading up to it, and then I look at the card, and I was like, I was like, Mr. Wrestling 6, I was like talking to him, I was like, dude, what? What is a Nigerian drum fight? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he's like, yeah, Apollo Crews is Nigerian now. He has an accent and everything. And I was like, huh? <laughs> if you had, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't watched that footage, it is very much Kofi Kingston back in the day when he just stopped being Jamaican. Yeah, I, I, I you know, I saw it. I, I've seen it since, and I. Dumbfounded is it does not even begin to to to, to mention it. So uh, Apollo Cruz wins wins the wins the match. Um, there was uh, there was interference uh, in the match from uh, I believe his name was Babatunde in in uh, Evolve Wrestling. Yes, he he did some uh, some work on uh, what was that. Underground fighting thing. Raw underground. Raw underground. I, yeah. I, I don't know what his name is now, but apparently he's like a fucking general in the in Nigerian the, in army. Niger- Nigerian army. Oh my goodness! Like, dude, what? What? Who wrote that shit? Hot fucking mess, dude. <laughs> Hot fucking mess. Um, I I can't even be happy for Apollo Cruz. I love Apollo Cruz. First of all, kudos to Big E on, on a good intercontinental run. I thought it was a it was a it was a fine run he he had since uh, December. But uh, Apollo Crews new champion, and I just I can't even get behind it, and that's that's saying something because I absolutely love his work. But fuck, fuck this match. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next match, another title match: Asuka defending the Raw Women's Championship against Rhea Ripley. Uh, Ripley wins the belt; she's the new champion. So we have all three all three women's singles belts change hands over the course of a few days. And uh, Ripley is your new champ. What's your what's your take on this? What's your take on the match? Is it too soon for Ripley? Is it the right time for Ripley? And uh, you know, like what's 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 next? Like what, what where? Because it kind of for me, kind of seemed like she's she's slammed into that glass ceiling right now, and it's just like you already beaten your 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 toughest opponent. You know, so night one, my my daughter didn't watch night one. Okay, she was she was not impressed <laughs> with the card. She was just like, ah, I'm gonna pass. Okay. So obviously she missed the the Bel Air match. Mm-hmm. Uh, so night two, she decides to tune in with me, and uh, this match comes up. And immediately when they they announce the match that's gonna happen next, I said Rhea Ripley's gonna win, and she goes, No. I said, yeah. She goes, but it's Asuka. Now, keep in mind, how old is my daughter? 17, right? Mm -hmm. She goes, why? How is that going to work? She's already, if she wins against Asuka, 
that's like the best woman wrestler on Raw. So, how does that make sense? This from a fucking 17 year old who barely watches fucking WWE wrestling as it is. She already fucking gets that concept. You tell her next time you see her that Uncle Mad's giving her a, round, <laughs> a standing ovation because that's 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 a very good observation. So yeah, and and the match goes off without hitch, and she's just like, oh. she goes, I hate that you're right because it doesn't make sense. <laughs> so where do you go from here? Where, where... I, I don't know, but you know what? It's one of those things where. The moment Rhea Ripley got announced as a main roster participant, everybody was saying, like, that's the reason they're pushing her. She's going to go and she's immediately going to kill it. But then what? They don't... It, it, I, I guarantee you, I'll bet money on this. I guarantee you, nobody thought that far ahead. They were just like, we got to get Rhea Ripley out of NXT because she's fucking hot and she needs to be put on the main roster. What are you going to do with her now? What are you going to do? She's a green champ. Don't get me wrong. She's got all the fucking skill in the world. But we all know that don't mean shit when it comes to Monday nights. Yeah. It means jack shit. So now what? You already beat Asuka. Now what? You better fucking make some moves and get somebody else on there. And fucking have them work work their way up against her or something. Well... They 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 did that the next night, and it's not going to be working their way up there. It's going to be automatically straight to the top, and that's bringing back Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair? No. No, you're wrong. How am I wrong? No. Because she's suspended. No, she's not really suspended, though. She's sus- Even if it's kayfabe <laughs> suspended. That, but I'm saying that she's, she's technically out of action. I'm using air quotes, ladies and gentlemen. She's technically out of action. Mm. So... There's that's that's what they're doing to to prolong that as long as possible. Well, my my point is Charlotte Flair, and so your 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 competition is going to be Charlotte Flair and Oscar. Charlotte Flair and Oscar immediately had had a fucking rivalry because of what what Charlotte Flair did on the night after WrestleMania. Now, unless you put Oscar back into the the fray again, which is probably going to be the, the the plan of attack here you don't have anything else so I, well i'm this is what i'm saying like i i get where you're coming from mm-hmm. and yes it is going to be charlotte flair and yes that they've moved that into the fast lane no pun intended but what i'm telling you is they suspended her kayfabe so that they can draw that out that's mm-hmm. the only re- that's that's how they're going to try to get this over so eventually when she comes off of indefinite suspension yeah she'll have to face her I think it's fucking horseshit though Charlotte Flair cut a interesting promo I agree with you okay uh, Charlotte Flair cut a cut a cut a promo the night after Raw about not being on yeah I heard that yeah fucking... I wanted to pick your brain on that because I have my issue with what she said well everybody's touting it at all oh, this fucking great Timeless, classic, instant classic promo. I didn't get that from from that. I what should have come across as something very heel and very organic and very from the heart. If you're fucking mad, you should come across as mad. She said some shit, yeah, but it didn't for me. 
it didn't translate over as as much as it could have. So throughout the <clears throat> throughout the the promo, she's trying to emphasize that she is the draw, or in, in, in this case, the opportunity. Yeah. Um, and she's clearly trying to push her way out of the the Flair name in the sense of like I'm I'm beyond being Ric Flair's daughter. Here's my problem with that. You, you, they, whoever fucking is booking her should have done that years ago. Um, because having Ric Flair keep coming in and doing these stupid storylines with, with Charlotte is not emphasizing that she is beyond her, her his kid. You're always going to have that. You're always going to have that. You know, you, you think of Cody Rhodes. You're always going to have those dusty chants. You know, because he is Dusty Rhodes' son. It's, it's well established. We know that. But as good as Charlotte is, it was by the fact that Ric Flair has been there for so much, especially of her title reigns, clearly she has gotten up. When she's bashing fans for stealing opportunities from other wrestlers, it's not fans bitching. It's fucking, there's truth behind that. And it doesn't, for me, it doesn't diminish her talent. She's very talented in that ring. And I've always said that. But she gets those she gets those opportunities more often than other people because of who she is. She gets those opportunities. You think look at the, the four horsewomen of, of of NXT, we'll call it that. Out of all four of them, who got more opportunities in main events spotlights than all four of them? Charlotte. Yeah. Is it because she's better than Sasha, Becky, and Bailey? That's debatable. Mm-hmm. I I'm gonna say no, but that's that's a conversation that we can have another time. But the fact that she's a fucking what twelve time women's champion? Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, and for her to go out there and and say what she said, you know what it really sounded like to me was somebody just whining yeah. about. Oh, you, the fans don't like me. How Ronda Rousey of you, Charlotte? <laughs> that wasn't a great fucking heel promo. It wasn't, and I, and I was I was going I was expecting her to have a heel promo, and I got that. But I when I how I took it, it was just it came off extremely whiny, and she needs a lot of fucking work. Um, that being said, you look at where she's at and and how she's just. Right into the fucking limelight, suspended or not, this this doesn't help your champ. This doesn't help your champ because no. she has not, she did not do what Bianca Belair did, and I'm not even talking about winning the Royal Rumble because prior to that, why was Bianca Belair picked by me to as my number two? Because technically, Rhea Ripley was my number one to win the Royal Rumble was because the way that they booked her. They booked her correctly from the moment she got on SmackDown. Yeah. You know, she was she was proving herself to to Bailey back when Bailey was champ that she can she can hang with the champ. And then Bailey lost that title. And you know, Bianca was still having a rival with Bailey. She was having, you know, matches and and putting in the work. And she worked her way up. Sasha, you're next. That's good that's good storytelling. That's good booking. Rhea Ripley just fucking shows up on Raw and says, Asuka, me and you, WrestleMania, it's going to happen. Yeah, that sure, like that sounds cool. That sounds like a good match. 
the match was good. I enjoyed it. It wasn't great. There's still issues with it. But it's like, where do you, where do we go? Yeah. You can't go to the top that fast, man. Because now there's only there's only one way to go now. Absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> Main events of of uh, night two. We talked about it. Roman Reigns uh, triple threat match defending the belt against Edge and uh, Daniel Bryan defending the Universal Title. Uh, this goes a little over twenty two minutes. Uh, actually, twenty two and a half minutes. Roman Reigns pins both Edge and Daniel Bryan. He still remains your champion. I think I think most people saw this one coming. Um, Daniel Bryan felt like, for me, that potential wild card of... Not that he was going to win, but like if Edge was going to win the belt, it was going to be against Daniel Bryan. Uh, instead, they took the route of making your champ look even stronger, I guess, and having them pin both guys. However you look yeah, at that. Literally. Yeah. Uh, however you look at that, uh, Roman Reigns still your champ. When Roman Reigns first started doing this Master Chief storyline, you and I were... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Master Chief. <laughs> you, and I, you and I were were both very much very fond of it. Yeah. Um, it was... It's, man. Where, about fucking time. Where are you at now at the WrestleMania with Roman Reigns? It's starting to get stale. It's starting to get stale, and I don't. Me personally, I don't know where how I would remain to uh, book the remaining time he has, however long that is, because I don't know how long he's going to keep this fucking belt. I tell you, I would have booked WrestleMania differently, but that's me, and and he would have ended up not having a title. Who does? Um. I would say Edge, as much as I fucking hate that. Yeah, I know. I know. You, I think you would want that, but um, because uh, for me, it would be unexpected. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you've got the the addition of Daniel Bryan. If they would have made him champ, it was almost like too easy. Okay, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't want to have done that. Roman Reigns, obviously, he's already champ. He's the incumbent coming in. He's got a good chance of retaining. So what's that leave us with? Edge. Edge would have been the dark horse. He's got. It would have made that feel good WrestleMania, WrestleMania story. Mm-hmm. He fucking gets injured. Blah 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 blah. He comes back. He's on the comeback trail. He comes back at WrestleMania and wins the title. That's how I would have booked it. Okay. And then there would have been uh, room down the line. To where I mean, they could have easily went like uh, like we were watching um, fucking Carino and Tajiri earlier, where he's touting uh, Tajiri is going to win the title against Taz and just hand it over to Carino. Yeah. Why couldn't you have done something like that with Edge and Roman Reigns? Why does why does uh, why does the the why why does Roman Reigns' table only have to? Have Polynesian uh, constituents. I would have left it open for Edge to join the table, even if it was only for a short term. You know, because uh, let, let's face it, he's just coming back from a, a very long-lasting injury, mm-hmm. and it would have it would have had that shock value. But you also could have took it places. 
It wasn't just for the sake of shock. Yeah. And you could have built a, a, a longer program with Reigns and Edge or, or, or the like. So that's what I would have did. Uh, but um, with Roman Reigns now... I don't know. I don't know where they go now. Do now? Do you do you start that comeback with uh, Daniel Bryan getting another shot some down somewhere down the road? I don't know. I, either way, it's not looking like shit. I want to watch. At some point this year, do you see Edge winning that belt? No, no, I don't. I really don't. And and I tell you what, if it happens. More than likely, it'll be like by accident or because of some other person. Like, more than likely, we'll see probably see another three-way or a four-way, or just some fucking blatant interference, so that he wins and he doesn't win cleanly over Roman Reigns. Takes me back to the Cesaro topic because it's like, if not Edge, if not Daniel Bryan, who's going to be the guy that knocks off? Roman Reigns and it doesn't look like they have anybody on that roster that they're even remotely pushing for that um, I, I still don't see Cesaro being the guy to do it no I don't either I, I think I think he I, there's no doubt about that he's talented enough but I don't see I just don't I just don't see it the, the way that they're building this Roman Reigns character um, he's getting to the point where all the focus is on building him there's not enough building the good guy, the hero in the story. Um, so I think to kind of add to your point, I think whoever beats Roman Reigns at this point until they start building up a character or somebody it will be by accident then. Yeah. And if they're planning a fucking Uso turn, like, again, to me, he's not strong enough for for him to, to like, be Roman. Yeah. And it makes sense. Other than it just being a turn on Roman. And let's be honest, like we've enough of us have seen that time and time again to where you almost expect it. Sooner or later, guess what? They are going to be split up. Mm-hmm. So what would it matter? <laughs> you know? This is why it's so important to have continuity in your booking, ladies and gentlemen. Because it, like, SmackDown just seems like the Roman Reigns show. And I get it's supposed to be. He's supposed to be yeah, the no, Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. We, get, we get that. I get that. <laughs> But, you know, it's like, not, now what? Now who's going to be the guy? Um, and, and Joe mentioned Keith Lee. But we don't know when he's coming we back. We don't know when he's coming back. And as of right now, he's still a Raw guy. That's now, right. his girlfriend, or fiance, actually, uh, she's getting moved to SmackDown, apparently. Don't know if she's going to be whatever the hell she was in uh, that weird group. I can't think of it. <laughs> Fuck <that. laughs> Fuck those people. <laughs> Rebellion or something. Um, <laughs> darker. Darker. <laughs> That's WrestleMania in a nutshell, ladies and gentlemen. Roman Reigns, I think I said it. Yeah, he, he retains the belts. That's WrestleMania in a, in a nutshell. I've seen worse. Yeah, I've seen worse. <laughs> That's for sure. But, uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely uh, could have been better. Some interesting aspects of it. Of, of after after Raw we we or WrestleMania I should say not gonna go through all of them but there's one particular of the of the WWE cuts that happened almost immediately Samoa Joe who apparently was good enough to call WrestleMania is 
now without a job in WWE. Um, what's up with that? Do 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 you think uh, do you think they let him go just because? I mean, I can't imagine they don't have any, like they don't have, they, they don't have anything for him. I thought his commentary skills was okay, especially on the Raw brand. Or, or is this a matter of him saying, you know what, I want to come back and maybe WWE's not the right fit? What, what do you think of the Samoa Joe release? Uh, well, As in, you see Steve Carino on two screens. On two now. screens, I know. <laughs> uh, so, I, if I'm not mistaken, it was Matt Cardona that reposted uh, inform- the, the following information, and that was that... WWE made post WrestleMania cuts on the exact same day one year later for two years in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, how fucked up is that? Yeah. Two, as for for the entire the entirety of that laundry list of cuts that they made, it's 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 part budgeting. It's part they don't have anything for them. And it's also part, um, I don't think they know what to do with these people. And the only reason I say that is because um, it it, it got released that um, Kevin Dunn, uh, one of the WWE booking staff and producers, he apparently came out and blatantly said he doesn't get Billy Kay. So you have her in this like this this persona where she's you know trying to follow people around and be part of their teams or be their their entourage or whatever, and she's mimicking them like she was doing it with uh, Bailey, mm-hmm. and that shit was starting to get over. Like yeah, she's annoying, but that's what she's meant to be, and yeah. like it was entertaining. And then all of a sudden, no, you're gone. You're gone from the company because I don't fucking get you. So, with that in mind, I could see that for Joe, where, oh yeah, you're you're a decent commentator, but, like, I really don't get what we're supposed to do with you, so, you know, goodbye. And the worst of it all is, if I'm not mistaken, he does have a no-compete clause. So, we're, we're stuck without seeing Joe go anywhere for 90 days. Really interesting, though, two things. One, I think... I think I you know I understand he's out because of multiple concussions in a small amount of time. I get that. But I think he might be he might think he's ready to get back into the swing of things and they don't want to sign off on it. I think that could be an issue. Okay. And that's probably if that's the case that might be the reason why they let him go like hey, if you don't like it, maybe you need to go work elsewhere. Also, Scott Demore went on social media and was like, "Wow, too bad that like very sarcastically, too bad there isn't some sort of event that happens like somewhere within the the ending of that ninety day no compete clause for a lot of those guys." And he put up a logo of Slam Reversary. So there's a very real chance that we could see Joe go to Impact. How do you feel about that? Well, <laughs> Samoa Joe coming home. To where really he became a big star, and you know going back to the moving forward comment that Eric Young made, I think it's uh, I think it's I think it's 
the right place at the right time. And remember, because of ongoing relationships, Samoa Joe is not going to be exclusive to Impact Wrestling per se. So yeah, I I I think that's uh, I think it's a great move, and I certainly think it's going to help bring more views on Thursday nights for for Impact Wrestling. So I'm all for that. Yeah, so am I, man. So am all I. fucking for that. Um, yeah, I think it's silly to to no matter how you look at somebody like Billy Kay, book her on on WrestleMania, and then fire her. And who else did they let go? Uh, Peyton Royce, right? Peyton Royce, yeah. Peyton Royce, who cut a pretty decent promo on a yeah, you know. Again, you're like, holy shit, do something with that, right? Yeah. No, let it go. Pissed off talent. Imagine that. You know, as a booker, you got somebody that's calling you out. As a booker, what I would say, I'd be like, fuck it. Prove me wrong, then. Maybe that's why they let it go. Like, bitch, don't be calling me out. <laughs> it should be the fucking opposite, though. Oh, man. Um, so one thing that we didn't really discuss yet uh was you know there's a lot of growing that uh that joe and i are doing with this podcast and with with other ventures and because of that we're going to uh we're gonna have a a two-week gap in between episodes to give us more time to prep and and make it as 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 perfect for you as as possible because that's what we you know we want to do perfect with a k perfect with a k Um, so one thing that's going to happen is that there are going to be events that take place that we're not going to be able to talk about within a, within a reasonable amount of time because they would have already happened. So because of that, what I would like to do is I would like to fantasy book and I like to pick this man's brain and uh, and see how accurate he gets it. So, Look, man, you can't say fantasy and have that be on the TV. That, that's just not fair. <laughs> There's been a lot of fucking, a lot of fucking uh, eye candy on these on both screens tonight. So, All right, Jesus. Uh, no complaints here. <laughs> um, so what we're gonna do? What I'm gonna do, Joe? I'm just gonna pick. I'm gonna pick three of the biggest, three of the biggest matches that are gonna take place during uh, during the time frame of now and early May, the first week of May. Okay. Uh huh. And I'm gonna have you just fantasy book these, okay? And see uh and see where we go from here. First one should be pretty straightforward, I think. Uh I think I think the the winner's pretty clear, so I'll start off easy. It's gonna take place on night two of Wrestling Dotaku, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, I believe it's gonna be May the fourth. May the fourth be with you. May the fourth be with you. Um <clears throat> Will Ospreay set to defend the his newly won world heavyweight title. Will Ospreay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> he fights against Shingo Takagi. Um, you're, you already said Will Ospreay. Ospreay versus Takagi, though. Let's talk about the match briefly here. Ooh, it's going to be a really fun fucking hell of a match. I guarantee that right off the bat. That that might be a match of the year contender. Um, but let's be honest. He just won that fucking It's his title. first offense. Yeah, there's yeah. no way they're going to let him drop it that quick. There's just, no, there's no way. I mean, the man the man, the man, man dropped his girlfriend before he dropped his title. I mean. <laughs> man. Speaking of which, is she going to WWE? I don't know. And I don't mean to say that excitedly, but. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know. I I hope not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. There was there was a recent picture of the two uh, having an emotional goodbye at an airport, so she 
she's gone. Yeah, yeah she's, she's going somewhere. She's, she's out of Japan, so um, you know people will will probably say one of two places: WWE or AEW. Um, who knows? We'll we'll, we'll find out. Uh, but uh, the big one, the one that's happening this weekend, AEW. All right, sorry. The one that's happening this weekend, Impact Wrestling Rebellion. Impact Rebellion is happening. And the two matches that I want to talk about, because maybe we'll, we'll go over briefly the, the rest of the card another time. But the, the cross-promotion events, or the matches, I should say. The first one being for the tag team belts, Finjuice versus the Good Brothers. Finjuice obviously representing New Japan Pro Wrestling. Good Brothers representing Impact. One, because I always got to ask you a question when it comes to this stuff. Did they, are they, they, have they done enough to really emphasize this New Japan? Nope. There's your answer. <laughs> the, it, this whole Forbidden Door thing has been fumble-fucked so bad. Is this it for, for Finjuice as champs? Because one thing that's that's been... I've had an issue No, with. I, I don't think so. Okay. I, I don't think so. I say that because you have to... I think they're at, at a point with this whole Forbidden Door thing where you kind of don't have a choice but to keep any ties to the other promotion together. Even if it means doing the unorthodox thing or the, or the, the most... Um, unpopular thing at that. So, yeah, I think Finju stays. One thing I have an issue with is, again, the the the, 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 the pre-taped aspect of Impact. It's fucking very overwhelming. You're seeing Finju's wrestling in Tennessee the same time that you see them both wrestling in Japan live. And if you're a wrestling fan, some, some fans may not see that because right. they're not watching both. But you have a lot of fans that have I've spoken to like, dude, like that's just that's independent wrestling shit right there. That is, yeah. And it, especially if you're talking pay per views, you know, we saw that at the it wasn't a pay per view, but we saw that at the, the the show where they won the belts. They wrestled and won the belts, and then that same day, or the very next day, they're no, wrestling. No, no, no. It was it was same day. It was less than fourteen hours. Yeah. Yeah. That's not live. They weren't in Tennessee. They didn't go back and forth. Right. And and it wasn't put over. It wasn't put over as as, as in a kayfabe manner. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about all this. You they're not crossing their T's and dotting their I's when it comes to all this. And that's part of the big fumble fuck that I'm talking about. Yeah. If you're going to pre tape a bunch of shit, great. But you've got to go back and have that continuity. Otherwise, you're not doing your job. Yeah. I mean, again, I hate to sound like that ratchety old man or, or, um, you know, anybody who who touts old school wrestling as the greatest wrestling ever. Because I'm one of those people. But th- that's just fundamentals. Yeah. If you're trying to tell a story and you're trying to keep a character up to date... You know, this isn't fucking a comic book. You know, Wolverine can be in two different places or three different places at the same time in three different books because those they're stories and they're written in different times, you know? Yeah. So 
it's it's the theater of the mind. You Wolverine is where you want him to be. So is he in Uncanny X Men issue three thousand five? Sure, but he's also in Spider Man Unlimited. Blah 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 blah, because it's a different story. So who's to say he's not in different places? It doesn't work like that in fucking pro wrestling. I don't care if you fucking pre-tape it or not. If you're pre-taping shit and your characters are this way, guess what? You better be doing your fucking homework and looking that way if that's where you're supposed to be yeah. When the next time you're on a fucking television spot. It's as simple as that. Otherwise, guess what? You're, you're, even now your average fan is going to be like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. So, dropping the fucking ball. And but, it, but Finn Juice, I, I, Finn Juice I, retains. Yeah, I think Finn Juice retains. The the last one I want to talk about. We've already, I've already asked you this question. You've already given me the answer, but I'm going to give you the opportunity to either say it again or potentially change your mind. Doesn't happen very often here, folks. Omega Swan, who's walking out as double champion, or is neither guy walking out as double champion? You know, uh, it's it's funny that you ask me about possibly changing my mind. I'm going to say something. If you haven't had the chance to watch that press conference that they held, go back and at least listen to the audio. Um, if I could find the audio unedited, because that's a big thing now too. Uh, apparently there's two different versions. One was edited and one was not. Okay. Um, but the unedited version... There is clearly tension in that room about who's gonna win that title, and I don't mean in the in the like the press conference sports press conference sense where you've got like two fucking alpha males or two fucking you know mammoth combatants ready to do battle and they're fucking all about it. They're face to face. No, yeah. this was. This came across as my company's better than your company, so fuck you. In a roundabout way. And I don't fucking like that. I don't like that because I don't think it does anything to progress the story. If you're if you're gonna go that route, then make it more of a uh, of an MMA weigh-in situation where the people gotta be in the same building at the same time and you know you top their stats and you build up you build up that tension you build up that suspense for the for the actual match don't sit there and bicker back and forth and I mean Tony Khan and Scott Demore about how oh yeah okay we'll see we'll see that kind of shit it came across as two people with more money than they know what to fucking do with. Essentially not wanting to share their toys. That's okay. what it came across. The spoiled kids. They're the fucking spoiled kids who had all the fucking action figures. And didn't have anybody to play with. And then when you go to play with them. They're like give me that shit back. <laughs> you know. Uh. That's what it came across. Uh, as far as uh, picking Warner here. I hate to say it, man. I'm still going to stay with Kenny Omega. And I'm not happy about that. Because this entire time, Impact has not only undermined their fucking current champ, mm -hmm. 
But now that he holds both of those titles, he's still being undermined, even with Scott Demore's half-assed self-defense of, of his, his champion at this press conference. So my bottom line here is Kenny Omega wins, and to add an asterisk to this, money talks and bullshit walks. Ladies and gentlemen, Jay White, Finn Juice, Kenny Omega, that's our parlay here. We'll see how good the big man does. But uh, I'll tell you what, um, going into Rebellion, again, it's going to happen April 25th. I believe it's going to be exclusively on pay-per-view, or is it going to be on... No, 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 it's on Fight as well. It's on Fight? Yeah. 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash fight F-I-T-E uh, You can check it out there. I don't know the price of it. I, I, I do know. Pay-per-view is like 40 or 50 bucks. 40 or 50 bucks. Fight, I think, is 30? Okay. So a little cheaper on, on, on fight. Even with everything you said, it's, it's an interesting concept. It is. But interesting concepts can only remain interesting if, if handled correctly, of course. And uh, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm I still hold out and 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 say that uh, I don't think they they can decide a champion. I think some kind of bullshit's going to happen to where neither guy's walking out with, as double champion. I hope I, I hope you're right. I really hope you're right. But in my heart of hearts, I feel Kenny will make it. If I, if I'm picking a winner, if if I'm in the shoes and, and picking a winner, I, I agree with you. I think I I I, I say there's less than a one percent chance of Rich Swan taking both titles. I just, I just, the way that he's being booked, and, and, and I agree, you have a world champion that's being looked at as as a joke, basically. And look, I've been tough on Rich Swan, and it's not because I dislike Rich Swan. It's because here's a champion that I got, and back in January was pinned by Kenny Omega, and it took him how many fucking months to finally get face to face with Kenny Omega again? Immediately goes after a 50 year old fucking man. After he was pinned by another company's world champion. Doesn't even fucking mention it. And then the entire time, you know, Moose is looking at him like, we lost this match because of you. And you shouldn't be world champion. And then you're right. He beats Moose. Proves that he's the the better champion out of the two. And it's still not good enough. (laughs) How am I supposed to to buy into this guy? I, I can't. I just can't. My my other thing here, and I'll I'll mention it briefly, is you got the young bucks finally making a fucking decision on whether they're heel or babyface again. Yeah. And now they're back with Kenny Omega, and you know uh, again we have Don Callis touting how you guys ain't seen nothing yet. We got more shit in store for you. I'm tired of hearing. This I'm shit tired of hearing that, that yeah. shit too. But you know what? Who's to say? And I don't want this to happen either. But who's to say the reason that the 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 belts don't change hands is because of a DQ, maybe at the hands of the, the newly healed Young Bucks? Who's to say that doesn't happen? And if that's the case, whatever, dude. I I, th- I think I'm, I'm 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 getting to the point where I'm I'm just about over it. I'm I'm fucking tired of them just mishandling the fucking forbidden door. The Forbidden Door is is now like one of those ratchety screen doors that don't even lock anymore. <laughs> and it's just, it's, it, it's it, like a flap. Yeah, it just fucking <laughs> like it, it just like flaps open whenever it wants. The yeah. moment a, a cool breeze fucking passes by. 
He was like, you guys want to come through? No? Uh, all right, well, all right. It's like the, the fucking screen door from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes, absolutely. Um, does it make it a little bit better that Marvel Ronaldo's calling the match? Yeah, it's nice to see Marvel back, even if it's for a, a one-time thing. One done I, right I do now. miss him. I, I think he has... I think... I think, if, for my money, if... You know, he's he's one of those people... Who's really good at what the fuck he does. Oh, and yeah. someone should just give him a fuck ton of money. And let him do what he does for them. That'd be nice. And I'm surprised he hasn't gotten that. And maybe he hasn't because of, of a decision. of Like his decision. And if that's the case. Hey man I'm all for it. Because I know he's got stuff he's got to deal with. Mm-hmm. But the moment he's available and wants to do something like that, somebody better pay that fucking man. Because guess what? He's become a huge part of pro wrestling in a small amount of time. And he it, it, he does make the product better. I'm definitely going to be uh, all eyes and ears uh, for, for uh, April 25th. Impact Rebellion. It's gonna be. I, I think it's gonna be interesting. Nonetheless, it's a pretty, pretty good card, all, all in all. Too. Uh, hopefully, this is a win for Impact Wrestling. No matter who walks out as world champion, only time will tell. Um, we're gonna wrap things up here, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for 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 uh, for giving us your ears. One one last shout out. There's a couple things we didn't get to, but we'll get to another time. But I do want to give uh, a special congratulations on the big news. By one of my favorite wrestling promotions out there, Major League Wrestling, MLW. That's right! Yeah! They got they, they got they got a, a, a TV deal. They're officially officially now on Vice starting this spring. There's no official start date, but they're now on Vice. So now you've got MLW and Dark Side of the Ring. All on the same network. All on the same network. And they're doing Dark Side of the NFL now too. I don't know if you and, heard. And Dark Side of the nineties. Holy shit, dark side of everything. Yeah. Dark side, dark side, dark side. Dark side of dark and dark side of darker. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to watch this shit. <laughs> oh, good lord. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash 20x20crew. That's our official Facebook page. Uh, if you want to come talk to Matt and I and hang out with the rest of us over in our group, facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20wrestlingtalk. Uh, we're available on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at 20x20crew. And then, of course, our home on the web, 20x20crew.com, for all of our past episodes, uh, merchandise, and the like. So there you go. And uh, with that being said, uh, that that's it. As Rhino attacks people on the sofa, and Jerry Lynn is fighting... Uh, is that Paul London or the one the one armed or the one legged? No, it's Paul London. That's Paul okay. London. Yeah. Sorry, the uh, Zach Zach has a similar haircut there over <laughs> in TNA. But uh, yeah, go support professional wrestling. Uh, if you're gonna attend a live show, for the love of God, just use some fucking common sense. You know, hand sanitizer's not gonna fucking kill you unless you're trying to drink it. It was <laughs> hey, if you're trying to drink it, maybe you'd need to die. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, guys, we have not been censored yet, so and we're gonna we intend on keeping it that way. <laughs> um, as always, guys, thank you so much for supporting the show. More good things to come. I know I keep saying that, but seriously, we are like at the finish line of that, and uh, 
all that information is coming your way uh, as soon as uh, as soon as we have things 100% ready for you. Thank you for all the support. Until next time, I've been Matt. He's been Joe. You've been fantastic. And until next time, we will see, see you in the, the ring. ring. Fuck you, Ms. Jeff Jarrett. <laughs>